LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. Welcome back to the Game of Thrones podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Dean. And joining me today is the solemn Jessica. She has a glass of wine. She has a grimace upon her face, a furrowed brow. And uh, we are here to commiserate, to toasts, he whose watch has ended. Now his watch has ended. (laughs) I guess that just about does it for Jessica's prediction capabilities. Uh, Jessica, how you doing today? I just don't even know how to go on. She is beside herself with grief. Now Jon Snow's watch has ended. I'm drinking a glass of wine in his honor. And I have to apologize to everyone in the world for saying that Jon Snow was unkillable. They were howling for your blood. They wanted to take me out back with the what's, traitor's what's eye and happen. stab me in the gut. Someday we're going to go to like a Comic-Con and there's going to be some <laughs> fans going to be like, oh, Jessica, sweet. Found Jeff your, Goldblum's hey, here. Found Jeff Goldblum for you. He's right around the corner here. Comes around the corner. Prediction's over and they just stab the <laughs> shit out of you. Who's They're like, your the predictions blow, are over. Ugh. Your predictions are over Ugh, every time. But who's going to be like the Ollie in my dad? You're like, sweet, Jeff Goldblum. Heard he's got a horse dick. Be right over. <laughs> then they stab you to death and that's that. Uh, I will be ready at Comic-Con. People. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you worry. Be like, Jeff Goldblum, no thank you. Probably probably bring Needle with you. Oh, yeah. You better believe Speaking that. of, since we're talking about him, Maisie Williams, right? The actress who plays Arya. Yeah. Her Twitter says the following when she saw Jon Snow die when watching the episode. I don't care about your silly feckin' F-E-K-I-N, Night's Watch, oh my God, stop stabbing Jon Snow. (laughs) (laughs) She's so funny. Hot shit, aren't I, girl? She's good on Twitter. I follow her. Although I'm not very good at Twitter, I do follow Ari Stark. Whoa, what a crazy episode. Once again, I want to thank our listeners. They've provided us a lot of commentary for when we get to our listeners' comments uh, segment. And uh, I've been exchanging some uh, ideas and thoughts with some of them, busting some of their balls because I know them personally. And some of them I don't. I still bust their balls a little. And um, Everyone busts my balls and nobody knows me personally. Yeah, so I know. I know. I heard there was <laughs> sexism, all kinds of good stuff out there. The, 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 uh, the LSG media uh, friends of the show are not letting us down. Oh, no. They never do. No, they don't. It's good stuff. So... We have, let me get my notes. My note sheet, you know, for those of you at home, you don't really often get a chance to see the note sheet. I have two pages today, which is about half of what I normally have. I'm Mm. light on the notes. I'm light on the notes today because I thought, you know what? This episode, people just, they just kind of said, all right, this is over, that's over, this is over, that's over, and this isn't really over, kind of. And now that's a new thing that's going to happen, and and hear something new. So I don't know how much I have to say. I always say this before I start recording. And then it usually. ends up being two hours long. Yeah, and then I end up having a rant about Stannis and, you know, ethics. So I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes today. Um, I feel like that this episode ended with no happiness for anyone. No, I agree. So at least last season we were like, yeah, Arya's going to go to Bravo. Something happy has happened. And now we're like, wow, this is pretty much just depression on top of depression, except like maybe Masandi and Grey Worm can like get married 
and like rural marine material. Oh, I've got plenty to say about about that when we get there. Oh, good. Um, so if this is your first time joining us, this is what we typically do. We go character slash location, location by character location. slash lo- yeah, location by location. Um, and it's going to be no different this week. Uh, so there we have it. Now we've got Stannis and Winterfell, John on the Wall, obviously Arya and Bravos, Dorne. Marine, Cersei, and King's Landing. Um, I'm assuming you want to end with John at the Wall. Yeah, and, and we should also do Cersei towards the end, too, because there's so much information about naked body doubles and stuff. Crisscross like them. A- All right, you get more production note on us, action. Yeah, I got some. Although I still don't know the yes. name of body doubles. What Sorry, a letdown. Guys. That wasn't really her. I heard you can see her full frontal and other things. You can. Yeah, I heard it's not like a, uh, like, she didn't want to I first thing. fell in love with uh, Lena... Lean, Lena. You, thank you, Lena. When I saw the film Three Hundred, and she was super hot in that. Uh, anyway, so yeah. before I gush, as it were, well, in my pants, the body double. <laughs> yeah, about CGI head swapping. Where do you want to go first? Oh gosh, I don't. Why know. don't we start things off with a bang, lighten it up a little, and then end things with a bang? Um, I say we get right to Stannis. Let's, damn. Let's, all right. Fuck it. Let's go right after Stannis Baratheon. That mother. I hate him. Now he's dead. I'm going to just tell you something right off the bat. I, f- I felt for him. I think they did a freaking great job. I, I felt for him. I hate Stannis like so much. I hated him last season. I loved him this season. And then I hated him. But I got to tell you, this was a first season long story arc of like making you love Stannis and making you hate him and him just being this fucking defeated human being who's just like, I, I just have to freaking show up because it's what I have to do. Even yep. though I know I'm Absolutely. Done. Like, in, and even the way he talks to Brienne, like, all right, do your duty. It's, they really did write, this was, uh, the writers did a good job. And things start off, start off very poorly. Tell me. The men. Many deserted before dawn. How many? Nearly half. All the cell swords with all the horses. Man. Boy. But it doesn't get better from there. No. Because they doesn't. have more bad news. Yeah. To which Dana says, Well, what's worse than mutiny? <laughs> uh, your wife hung herself. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I wanna I don't wanna let slip what you said, and that's when I watched this scene, part of me was so sad for Stannis. I know. And I, I ranted and raved, and I'm and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I fucking told you so, because it's not really about that. But my but 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 to but to bring it up once again very briefly, that's the whole point of this whole like, yo, sacrifice one for many stances that there's no guarantees. You can't see the future. And this is exactly what happened. because he sacrificed Shireen. That's why his men deserted him. Right, and that's one of the things we talked about. They why is anyone staying? It. Because if they yes. tried to do anything at the time, they'd be dead. So they're like in the middle of the night, like let's get out of here because this guy killed his daughter. He's losing his mind and. You know, we're, we're, we're have supply problems. They're arguing. He's not listening to reason. He wants to go, 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 go. And we're I not ready to go. This. And remember, it's not like the guys with him are just a bunch of dummies. There's probably generals and mm-hmm. smart men and men who know warfare, who know it's not the time to go. If we go, we risk certain defeat. Yeah, I appreciate the fact, though, that they did leave because I I found that unbelievable that they would all yeah, I stick agree. by him. I agree. And so I appreciate that that happened that way. And it's just... The Lord of Light promised he would get rid of the snow so they can win the battle. And According the to Lord Melisandre. of Light got rid of the snow, but then the Lord of Light didn't take into account your men are going to leave you because you sacrificed your daughter. Your wife's going to commit suicide. And to the point where Melisandre's like, 
see ya. And she takes off. She, takes she off. realizes that it's not going to work out the way that she thought it was going to work out. And she needs to get out of there. That was rough. Stannis was alone. Yeah. Alone in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And alone with his vision, alone with his hubris, alone with his yeah. mistakes. And that's mm-hmm. a fucking sad way to die. Like yeah. it sucks. Uh, the, 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 and we'll talk about it. Is he or is he not dead? But I think the important thing to note here is, is that the one saving grace, in my opinion, for Stannis was the fact that a knight killed him. Yeah. And it wasn't like one of these shitty soldiers whacked him in the head from behind. Yeah, I knew that was not going to be how it went. That would have sucked. Um, I do like how they showed his defeat. He's such a brilliant actor. Yes. The, the defeat he wears on his face is really, really good. His name is Stephen Delane. Mm-hmm. He's excellent. And when he realizes things aren't going, and, and when his general says to him, there's not going to be a siege, and he sees Ramsay's forces sallying yeah. forth from the castle, and they have cavalry, I thought, wow, this is going to end very quickly. Right. And it did. It ended very fast. And when Stannis reaches over- Yeah, I was just going to say that. And he pulls his sword out, it isn't like onward to victory, it's onward to death. Yeah, it, it was it's literally- an, I'm sorry, I'm like cutting you off. You go for talking. it. But, it, but it's 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 literally like he gets there and he's like, I have lost this battle, but I I just need to see it to the end. I need to see it through now. Like, that's what I have to do. I came here and I said I was going to do this. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And I know I'm going to die for it. It's an admirable quality. And it's a quality that's made Stannis who Stannis has been for five seasons. Yeah, and I still fucking hate him. So nobody get that wrong, by the way. Yeah, it's I'm tough. glad that he's dead. It's tough to hate him. But he did a great freaking job. The actor, yeah, I can't, the writers, I, I can't say job. I hate the character. Oh, I do. I don't. I think that's a little stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I don't normally like people who burn their daughters at the stake. Yeah, well, I don't hate him. I, he's a very complicated man, and he's fucked up. Yeah, that's what all the parents who kill their kids say on those murder shows I watch. They're yeah. like, I'm just complicated. Yeah. The Lord of Light yeah, told me to. You know, <laughs> he stabbed my daughter nine times. He's just complex. You know, you know, the, the, you don't... This red woman came and told him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As people have said plenty of times in the comments, he thought he was doing something that was going to yes, I know he did. net the greatest amount of good in favor of the least amount of bad. That's why he made the decision. He wasn't making the decision because he wanted to, 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 to fail. He wanted to succeed. He just... He was bl- so blinded yes. by his devotion to what he thought he was supposed to achieve. And he was so blinded by the red woman. And, you know, that's like, this is classic woman shit. Oh, She's I know. Like, fucking oh, classic women. Fucking women. Always it's like, always fucking like the devil on your shoulder, harping in your fucking ear. You gonna let him fucking talk to me like that, huh? Next thing you Why know, you just burn him at the stake. You gonna let him fucking talk? That guy totally fucking was looking at my ass. You're not gonna do anything about that. Next thing you know, you're in a fist fight. His fucking friends shoot you. You're dead or you're paralyzed or some shit just because some fucking woman wouldn't shut her goddamn yapper. Wow, that was deep. Yeah, you know, no, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, seriousness. That was pretty serious. Yeah, that. In all seriousness, as it were, uh, she was somebody that always made him a wild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always said that. And that's what I. That's why I could never fully back Stannis. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I think what is interesting to me is I. I think that when Stannis realized his men had deserted, realized Celise was dead, and he thought like I killed my daughter for this, and I feel like 
when he sees Brienne, which I'm, I know we'll talk about that actual moment. I'm not trying to skip ahead, but well, it's in this moment. His, Don't worry his about immediate, that. like he admits, like yeah, I did kill Renly. I did that. I felt like he was almost admitting to like everything. Like I did these things. I did. I did black magic. Like do your duty. Like yeah. he was sentenced to death, and he was like, yes, like right. Which goes back to our previous episode conversation about him finding the law to be sacred, following yeah. the law. These things that he's participated in. I don't know if they're against the law, but it sounds like it the way Brienne like talks. Your, no, no, blood oh, magic. Killing, yeah. Blood yeah, magic. That kind I'm of shit. Sure but, but, you know, I, I found this moment interesting when he was, first of all, totally awesome that he killed those two scrubs. Obviously. Even I was like, no. I'm like, uh, yeah, these no. scrubs are not going to kill Stannis, so let's just all keep going. P.S. Fights better than Jorah, the actor. Stannis? Is more convincing. Oh. Yes. Jorah couldn't have been slower last episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jorah's getting older, right? He's, Stannis you know, is no fucking Danny. spring chicken. He's got stuff on his mind, like love and shit. I wore this piece of yellow tuning for I you. I hate when you talk about his tuning. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I like when you do his voice, so it's weird. <laughs> so anyway, those two shrubs weren't going to kill him. I like that. Obviously, yes. they wounded him. He was already wounded. Yeah, grievously. I like I like that word. There by was the way. something I used it like seven times. There tonight. was something really haunting about watching Stannis use his sword as like a walking stick because he yeah, was so injured. No. And that's what I mean. Like, if I hated Stannis, I'd be like, ha ha ha, pointing at the screen. But there's a tragedy in the character that I can't ignore, and that's watching his end. Yeah. And it's so, ugh. And I, I think that you know. Stannis thought he was following the most pure vision the whole time and thought he was right and had his rights and was and had the and had the the he thought that he was doing the right, right thing. Yes. Yeah. And 100%. when he was accused of killing Renly, who she was claiming was the first king of the Andals and all that shit. Yeah. He never argued with her. I mean, he I think he knows he's at his end, but he was never like, you know, I know you're going to kill me. Like if he was so convinced that that was correct, mm-hmm. I feel like Stannis probably would have said I don't believe that, but it's not going to save me now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it he, all unraveled. That's what I'm saying. He was a tone. And it wasn't just about killing Renly. It was about using the Everything. black magic and falling into that, Everything. that yes. hole he fell into. Absolutely. Like, it was about Shireen as well when he was, was admitting to Brienne. Like, I felt that way. And I think we're going to talk about this, too, again with Cersei about characters that you hate, but then when you see him in a situation like sure. this, it's hard to hate them. Absolutely. Um, But I know we want to, like, the, the moment when Stannis is sitting down and he says... Bolton has women fighting for him. That was fucking Dean sick. Dean was like boner jams immediately. I jumped. We were like screaming and clapping. We were watching it with um friends of ours. And it was just like this moment of like is just amazing. Crazy, right? Because you know it's Brienne and it was just amazing. I was so happy that my prediction was right. I know. Did you knew? I knew. I mean, let's be fair. It's not a stretch. I mean, she's in the area. We know she wants after him. Yeah. And but it could have been anybody that killed him. It could have been Ramsey. It could have been Roos. It could have been, I mean... No, you know, this is the way to do it, man. And and they, they hinted at it all season. She said she was going to kill Stannis and, you know, how she said. But it's interesting because. Yeah, it's not controversial. Well, I guess, it's not like I was like, yeah, Arya's going to kill Stannis. Yeah, I because <laughs> we, um, and I guess we can talk about Brienne here too. But also, now Brienne is sworn to two things. She swore her loyalty to Renly and then she swore her loyalty to Catelyn Stark. And this is a thing where it's like it shows you Brienne at the end of the day that's where her loyalty will always be is to Renly because she was sitting just watching that window, watching, 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 waiting to rescue Sansa. When she hears Stannis is there, she's like, fucking see you later. This is my, this is my first oath I swore. And this is the thing that I'm going to go do. And 
that was interesting to me. Yeah, you're, that's a good point. There was that struggle of choice between her the, loyalty to Catelyn and her loyalty. Her. To, no, I know, but that's kind of been the thing, like you said, the Renly in this in the Catelyn thing, mm-hmm. and like you know, her two big loyalties, and and she made a choice, and her choice, I don't know, had Sansa jumping off a wall, but that's well, it got there. Right, but part of but but part of that choice probably had something to do with the fact that she was denied by them in Littlefinger. You know. I don't know if that- it doesn't help. It yeah, didn't help. I mean, if they pushed her away and Sansa's like, I'm not interested in you. And she's like, well, I don't believe you because I'm as dogmatic as fucking Stannis. Like, Brienne <laughs> is so similar to Stannis in that dogmatic, like, I will do it this way or no way at all. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's not afraid to. So She lives by the law, too. Yeah. So when she shows up and they show her standing there, <laughs> you're just like, holy shit, man. Does she not always look like some kind of awesome presence? Uh, yes. In the name of Renly of House Baratheon, first of his name, rightful king of the Andals and the first men, lord of the seven kingdoms and protector of the realm, I, Brienne of Tarth, sentence you to die. Do you have any last words? Smash cut to Ramsey being like, hey, I'm killing motherfuckers. Check me out. Yeah, boy. Go on, do your duty, he says. I know. It's good. It's they they did the writers did something right with us. I mean, they really did. And they did wrong with Stannis. And listen, you could be a character that somebody hates and still be a good character and, and like cause want people to talk about you and have a great actor play you, like Ramsey being a great example, who's the fucking worst. But like I feel like Stannis' character was nothing for so long and so useless and you know how I felt about Stannis. I feel like this season they really gave him some meat to work with, man. He did a good job. Yeah. Stannis is, and they, and, and, you know, they, they were strong to the character. They stayed fairly strong to the character. I thought. Yeah. I was a little like, Hmm, with the whole Shireen thing as if you want to hear all that, go back and listen to the last episode. But for the most part, I thought that they ran his character pretty strong, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about this part now. Why don't they show Stannis die, number one? Number two, there are some people, and we're not going to talk about all these Facebook comments. We've got most of the relevant ones. And then there's a big conversation thread. You guys should check it yeah, out. The Facebook. Facebook page is out of control right Facebook.com slash Liberty Street Geek. Check it out. A lot of new people have been swinging by and giving us great opinions. So Calling there's some people who say ship. there's no body, there's no death. Did he? Did she, did she turn that blade away at the last second? There's somebody who said something like, oh, maybe she's going to use him as a bargaining chip. So let's think about let's think about her for just a minute. Let's think about where she is for just a minute. This is why I don't read all the comments, only the ones where people are calling me out my shit. <laughs> she's in Winterfell, which is run by the Boltons. Yeah. Where the fuck is she going to go? Um, is it possible? Is it possible that sword hits the tree and she says, you're worth more to me alive, which is a stupid, tropey fucking hostage thing to say. And she tries to bargain him for Sansa. I have to say, this is, I didn't read any of the comments about this because I try not to get too into the comments on um, Facebook beforehand other than, you know, when I've got to talk about 
full frontal male nudity with people. But that's a whole <laughs> different thing. So I didn't hear this theory. I heard people say like, oh, he's well, not really say, dead. I think it was Nathan Tamulus who was like, I think we could probably use him for a yeah, bargaining I chip. I read all Nathan's things. Stina's 2016. We'll get to you. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so I didn't read in any of that. And now that you say it, I really think that that could be the case. It's possible, right? Uh, although I can't see anything stopping Brienne, but maybe then this goes back to where I said, like, she decided her loyalty was to Renly and not Catelyn, but maybe she didn't. Maybe now that she's here and she has dance, maybe you're right. Maybe she'll be like, hey, you want him? You want this guy who's going to fight you? I'll trade you. It's not going to join good because you know, Sansa just jumped over a wall. Does but... she know the Boltons? You know, that's my only thing here is what are you going to do? What's to, what's to stop the Boltons from taking both of you? Nothing. And keeping Sansa. But Brienne strikes me as somebody who would try to... Just think about the way she approached Littlefinger and Sansa earlier in the season at that brothel or that bar or whatever. She's bold. Brienne strikes me as the type of person who would try to take... Look at Jamie. She carted Jamie around the freaking all of Westeros. Yep. So she's not scared to do that. She's, she's not, and she's bold, and sometimes she does things in a rash manner, right? Right. And this is something that I... You know what? I would have said 10 minutes ago, there's no way in hell Stannis is still alive. But now I'm questioning it. But now let's think about it from a kind of a meta perspective. Probably doesn't make sense, does it? Because then what? They're going to show Ramsay torturing and killing Stannis next season. That's fucking wasted TV. And Sansa's already on the other side of the wall anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like, I like the idea of it. I do think that she is... I can't see Brienne being welcomed into into Winterfell by the Boltons. They're not... She's in dangerous fucking territory. They might just kill Brienne too. But they've made it pretty clear she can just slip down to the front battle line as she easily did, which was a little silly. Like yeah, she's just like, like hey, there's one rando chick walking around, but she's super tall. Like, don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, everyone. Why is she wearing random armor and holding a, a sword she got from the Lannisters? Huh? Weird. My assumption, based on the way I watched Ramsay's cavalry basically encircle and destroy Stannis's entire army. I would assume that there'd be more people at the front gunning and looking for Stannis's head, looking for a dead Stannis. It struck me as a little silly that she kind of waltzed to the front line and was like, hey, and was there was like, only those two was. scrubs. And yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe she was, Stannis I don't was just know. so good that he just, I don't know, maybe the Lord of Light did help him a little. I don't think so. I think they got trounced. Oh, they definitely got trounced. I'm saying maybe they helped Stannis specifically make it to that tree where Brienne could then behead him or perhaps not behead him. But probably we had him. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a distinct moment when they show her with that sword out, holding like a fucking baseball bat swing. And oh, yeah. and, and she's on the right side of the shot and there's all this empty space. And I'm like, she's gonna get tackled, shot, stabbed, hit with an axe. Stop this, Something's yeah. gonna stop this. And it didn't, because I thought the same thing when well, I didn't because I had read it. But I was thinking when I was reading the first book. Something's gonna stop Ilan Payne from killing Ned. Like I saw, I thought, oh, I, like I, I felt right. during John Snow's scene. Yeah. I'm like, well, someone's gonna stop this, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. So yeah. Anyway, I think the whole thing with Brienne, I was like, hmm, bargaining chip, sure, maybe. But then when I start thinking about it, like to do what? To, yeah. to escape from the place you already snuck to? To try to get Sansa? But to to Sansa's already jumped over the wall. I mean, it's just. I'm not saying that it's... Obviously, we can't foresee every writing scenario they come up with, but I'm just thinking 
I like the idea of it, but I think if I start thinking of it from a story perspective, it doesn't seem like it'll add up based on what we've seen so far. I just think that I'm always a proponent, and I say this all the time, that if there's no body, they're not dead. I say this about pretty much everything. It's like basically like religion to me. So I feel like if I assume Stannis is dead, I'm going against my own Lord of Light here. And sometimes when there is a body, they're not dead, i.e. Franken-Mountain, which we'll get to. (laughs) I knew the Franken-Mountain was coming. I'm so excited. So Stannis, the, 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 the Baratheons are dead, are gone. That's sad, man. Remember Robert? He used to Gendry is half Baratheon if he ever shows up again. Who knows where he is? He might be dead, too, if my theory is not true. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they'll trick us one day. And at the beginning of the episode, they'll be like, previously. Oh, they already did. Previously in Game of Thrones. They show him. But it's just going to kill Shireen. Don't even get me started about that shit with Benjamin Stark. We'll get there. That was cheap, man. They really, really, really messed with me today. That's a fucking. That's a dirtbag move right there. Yeah, you assholes they didn't rely on the story they had to rely on their fucking cheesy previously on game of thrones they tricks oh, they got me though fucking fool you into thinking Did you know you watch those previews and you're like oh ooh, this is gonna happen right yay right crazy but no anyways so where does brienne go from here uh hopefully to hang out with santa or i don't know should i get Podrick though it's kind of annoying well we're going to have... Why? I liked... First of all, it was awesome that Podrick knew the banners. That was consistent with previous seasons. That was cute. He knows the heraldry. I thought that was really cool. I don't want to hate any Podrick. I just liked Brienne better when she was with Jamie on the Jamie and Brienne Roadshow. And the Jamie and Podrick Roadshow doesn't do it for me. Yeah, well, Podrick, like your man, Goldblum, got a dick on him, I hear. So I hear. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen any full frontal, so I can't tell you. Oh, you have. We'll Not get to that. Not on Podrick. <laughs> or Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so, Yeah. Where we go from here, Stannis's army's disbanded. They're gone. The Brathians are dead. What's going to happen to Dragonstone? It's, Who the fuck knows? Who's going to go there? Probably it, Littlefinger, if I it, have to guess. <laughs> right These now, guys are taking shit over. Right now, the Night King is like, that will make a suitable castle for me. Perfect for the fucking undead people who I'm cheering for now, because I don't like anybody else. Me too. Whoever else is team undead, <laughs> I am totally team undead. So yeah, you don't see them fucking killing each other. No, they just raise each other from the dead. They're the best. Pretty good, right? Oh so God. yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Brienne. I'm assuming she's going to have some mixing it up with Winterfell. I think her story will continue with the rescue of Sansa, or the she's going to try to help get Sansa, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we might as well talk about Sansa. Yeah, there's not too, too much to say. In, in Theon mm-hmm. and uh, in Hop to it. Well, there's a little, uh, there's a moment there where Miranda, remember her? Is that uh, her name? That's her yes, name, right? Yes, that's her name. And yes, I remember her. Oh, Miranda. Miranda, Miranda, Miranda with your skinny little hip bones <laughs> and your great ass. You weren't long for this world, were you? Now you are crushed on the Yeah. Moment. Well, she gets a little cute and uh, she goes for a ride. <laughs> Ooh, what was that? Ow. Ooh. Damn, can I see that? In an instant replay. Yeah, when she hit the ground, I was, I went, <laughs> and then I went, shit, that was crazy. I think that was my exact response. <laughs> this is, okay. I have a little bit of complaint with this. Ooh. Not with Miranda being killed. I don't care that she's dead. She's useless to me. My complaint is we talked a lot about um, Theon slash Reek and how if watching Sansa be brutally raped in front of him wasn't enough to cause him to, to spurn him into action, what would be? Mm. And I'm surprised that it was this. 
Honestly. Yeah. Miranda was never actually going to shoot Sansa with Of Anna. course not. Although and, she hinted at, she hinted at, um, at Ramsey only needing her lady parts, but she would never make that no. move against, because that's, no. she would be executed for something like that. She absolutely would not do it. And I found it a little bit of a stretch that this would be the thing that spurned him into action. Maybe. Well, let's, okay, I agree. Okay. But let's, let's zoom out a little. Oh, I guess. Let's zoom out a little. Zoomed. This is the first time, right, that Ramsey and it's all those around. people have not been around. Right. And now they're coming back. Stannis is gone. All hope is lost for Winterfell being sacked. Desperation sets in. Hurry before he returns. Let's get the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'll give it that. You but give I it still, that? I still, I agree. I don't love it. I, I agree. don't love it. I wanted to love when I, Leon I made know. his move. I know. And, and it let me down. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad he made his move, but it let Unfortunately, me down. Unfortunately, it was Miranda at the behest of it. I get what you're saying. Let me down. I, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Sansa was awesome. As per usual, she looked like a freaking badass. Um, I read an article online. Um, I don't know if it was Entertainment Weekly. I don't remember where it was. Sorry. But where the guy was like, oh, I thought they killed themselves. Like, they were just like, let's Whoa. get out of this world. And, and the, the writer, it was a male writer. I don't remember his name. Sorry. I don't remember anything except that I read the article. Said that he was shocked when he got on the internet and he read that people thought they were trying to escape. He was like, no, no, they were trying to kill themselves. Now, if they're trying to kill themselves, I would hope we would have gotten more out of the end of the two of them. Let's be <laughs> right. honest. But like, I never thought of that that way. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Did other people think of it that way? Sorry, it's like hit my wine glass. I was so excited. It's okay. Cheers to them if they're dead. Yeah. My death count is only oh, at two. Oh, want to raise a glass for Stannis? Stannis, I guess. R.I.P., dude. Sorry, now we're buddy. up to two character deaths. Elise and I Stannis. called for five at the beginning of the episode, and I got five, but I called them all wrong. The only one I actually got correct was Marin Trant and Stannis, to be honest with you. The rest well, I got wrong. Elise <laughs> and Stannis were up to two, my body count. Two yep. people that matter. I guess I'll put Miranda on here. She's three. Yeah, that's a good point. Three. I like to have a body count going. No big deal. <laughs> Aww. I feel like that clip's going to have a lot of legs. So that's the end of Miranda. And they jump, I'm assuming, into a large snowdrift. I feel like this is kind of weird and a weird way to end the story. But again, whoever, somebody commented and said the finale should have been two hours, right? This is what started me in, on the Facebook hole. Um, this finale should have been two hours. They tried to cram way too much in an hour. Uh, way too. Don't you agree? Two hours, I don't know. Okay, this this finale should have been an hour and a half. They tried to cram way too much into an hour. I'll take it. I'll take way I'll, too much. I'll take a good seventy five minutes. And the Winterfell is is one of my biggest complaints about it. I felt like it was too rushed. We didn't see enough. I don't don't like that it ended how it ended. It's like they jump off. It's like, well, where are they jumping? Like, what's Agreed. happening here? Like, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> show them land and like run away, or show them dead. Like one of the next two. Season, for sake. Next season, they fucking dust themselves off of snow, and it's like Ramsey's army's all just hanging out there, watering their horses. Like, hey guys, <sighs> seriously though, like this. That looks like fun. Should we try? <laughs> Sorry, I just needed just I just needed a little bit more. I I don't care if you want to give me fifty cliffhangers, whatever. Although here's what I think they should have done. Yeah. Go. I think they should have trimmed the walk of shame a little long. There's a couple everybody who likes their full frontal Cersei nudity, AKA body double, but it wasn't Cersei. So who cares? It was way too long. It was too long. It made me uncomfortable. They could have used that in Winterfell. I think you're right. They wanted to make you uncomfortable. No, I know. Cersei. That's fine. But it's going to be pretty hard to they make us. Made me uncomfortable like We're five minutes. seasons into Game of Thrones. Good luck making us uncomfortable. Oh, I was uncomfortable, but they made me uncomfortable after three minutes. I didn't eat seven or whatever it was. Right. It was so long. It felt long. Especially when I was like downstairs, like watching with like my friends. And I'm like, wow, it's like really awkward that like for seven minutes we're just watching. How long did it take shame. to film? 
three days and seven days to watch. So there's that. <laughs> so yeah, it took three days to film. Anyways, so yeah, I definitely they definitely could have caught the second time when I was rewatching the episode. I was like, kind of like, yeah, but we'll get to all that. Crap. We'll get there. I'm sorry, but I'm you are right. You are right. Winterfell was. Could have used more. another two minutes of real. 60 seconds even. Yeah. And it just like, you can't just jump over the side of a giant wall and not tell me where you're going. Right. Because I can guess. But at this point, like, come on. Now, you want me to wait a whole season? Be like, did Sansa actually? It definitely her? felt rushed. It definitely felt rushed and a little disjointed at times. I, I cannot disagree with that, that criticism. Yeah, well, good. You freaking better not. Well, Stannis and Winterfell, we bid you adieu. Stannis, Adios, likely forever. Winterfell until next Hopefully season. Hopefully Sansa and Theon, not forever. P.S. 20 episodes left, guys. Stop. Stop. 20. I'm already depressed enough that it's the off season. I can't. Um, there's rumor going around the campfire that there's going to be some prequel stuff written. So I can guarantee you HBO will be all over that shit. I can't wait to see the Targaryens. Oh my God. But is it going to be, is it going to show me like Jamie Lannister killing the Mad King? Because if so, I am sold. Sign me up. <laughs> is it going to show me Ned Stark on his adventures? Well, it's going to be tough so, to make Sean Bean younger. <laughs> Remember, this is already five years ago. Listen, Sean Bean is never in anything where he doesn't die. So they're not going to be like, hey, this is like Ned Stark. Well, he was alive the whole time. And here's Sean Bean. So that would make no sense because he just dies and everything he's in. Yeah. Where to, my friend? Um, Well, we can do the Marine stuff or we can do Dorn. Let's go to Dorn. All right. Do it. Let's keep killing people. I, uh, I Well, <laughs> funny story. When I was setting up the uh, podcasting equipment today and getting ready and doing all the editing for the show, uh, my cat had snuck into the room. Which one? My cat, Loki. He's my cat too. My big black cat Loki. He's not, not black. He's so sleek. He is black. He's sleek. He's, he's sleek and cool. He's not overweight. And uh, he was uh, m- messing around and he was like knocking shit over. Typical. And I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this guy?" So I just started saying this. Bad pussy. Bad pussy. Bad pussy. Bad pussy. Bad pussy. Bad pussy. Yeah, I was like, "You bad pussy. What are you doing? You big bad pussy." So yeah. Oh my god. Holy shit, Dorn. Let's start with this. You don't like Dorn at all, but try to be objective. That's the point of the podcast. Really? I think that the point of the podcast is for me to not be objective. (laughs) I'm very objective when I rant, don't you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I hate Dorn, but let's continue. Dorn is like my Stannis from last season of this season. Okay, but here's what the listeners would like. They want to know why. You can't just say hate stuff because then anyone, nobody will listen to us. They'll be like, well, great. That's nice. Tell me why. Because it's boring. You're describe this. Nothing happened. Enti- this is what happened for an entire season. Jamie and Braun went somewhere. They sat in jail. They left and Marcella got killed. Fact. That was 10 episodes. It's a good point. What the fuck? You could have done that in two. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I wanted you to uh, clarify what you hated so much. And uh, it is. And I hate the sand stakes. It's certainly been a weak, 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 weak disappointment. And there's a lot to, but this particular event has left us with quite a few things to talk about, has it not? Yes. First of all, Jamie Lannister, or should I say Nicolaj Coster Waldo, or however you say his name, <laughs> was awesome when he had those really brief and very, very, very touching moments being a fucking dad. I agree. It was awesome. I loved it. And it was so brief. Boy, that was it brief. Was sad for me because I was really excited about uncle slash dad, Jamie. I mean, to admit to what he admitted to and for his daughter to love him and say, it's okay, I know, I get it. I've seen how the people live in Dorne. It's not that weird. 
Yeah. My quote is Marcelo's like, uh, I know all about the incest, dad. Yeah. I'm an adult. She doesn't say incest, does she? No. That was just my impression of what she was thinking. So I really liked the moments between the two of them. Yeah. She was like, I could have used my dad, Robert Baratheon. I'm going to go with you. Here's what I do like about the Dorn storyline of the redeeming qualities that it has. Last episode, Siddig was good. Or Siddig, however he says it. Who's that? My main man, Bashir. Oh, call him Bashir. Don't call him anything. Either call him Prince Doran or call him Julian Bashir. I don't okay. know his real name. Anyway, he. Sorry. Um, I liked that they went to Dorne with a mission and failed. But still didn't fail because they got her back. She's dead. Well, yeah. They did not That's get true. She died in the boat. News Death flash. number four. By the way. But I didn't see her body. I didn't see her body, so she's not dead. I saw her laying there lifeless. I mean, <laughs> did anybody check her pulse? Did we feel for her heartbeat? Where was the stethoscope? I don't think Jamie Lannister, despite being a badass, is CPR sort of He, body. like, whips out a stethoscope, <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, hold on. Let me. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I do like that they went there and failed. And this is the first plot line is Stannis failed. Jamie failed. Got a bunch of failures. Luckily, Cersei is busy with some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> she can't really be too mad at Jamie right now. So I don't know. What about poor Tristane? His wife to be is dead. Yeah. Um. There's gonna. Oh, there's more. Because let's think about all this. The whole point is they were pissed at the Lannisters, so they want to kill Marcella. They meaning now they Ilaria. have. Yeah. Yeah. So not the now, Martells. Now they have Tristane. Yes. So Cersei gonna be like, I want to kill this fucking guy. Who knows? She's you know. She... But yeah, poor Tristane, who actually loved Marcella. Everything about. The whole conversation between Jamie and Marcella again was so... I just have to say it again. It was just awesome. It was such a sweet conversation. Great. And as somebody also wrote in our comments, and I agree, like as soon as they started to have an... First of all, as soon as Laurie kissed her on the mouth for like a long time, I was like, oh, I'm suspicious of this because it's weird. Why is this happening? Mm. And then when there's the nice heart to heart, and I'm like, oh my God, it's like Jamie can have like this happy thing where next season the whole plot is him like being a dad. And he's like taking Marcel and Tristane out and like, you know, uh, coach Tristane's softball team because like <laughs> he wants to be a good father-in-law. No. Originally she was going to be sent a few, but now she's going to play shortstop. It's, you know, I'm just, I, I was all excited for this like happy, great storyline. But then I remember I was watching Game of Thrones. So yeah, why did check I yourself. ever think Marcel is going to live? Yeah. And just like the psychic said. Let's talk about it. Finally, can we talk about this? Sure. The first season, first scene, there was a flashback, not a word you after. You mean this season? Yes. First episode of this season, flashback, nothing ever came of it. Mm-hmm. Except we leave three, three crowns of gold, three shrouds. Yep, and we've got two now. So. We've got two now. She's got one left, and I don't think he's going to make it much longer. Tommen. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think he is either. Tommen is not long for this world, That'll be a big death. Early season, next season. Like Joffrey? Yeah, I think so. Well, that seems too obvious, but... He'll yeah. be like episode three, like just like how I'm like, oh yeah, in this episode, a bunch of people are going to die. He's choking on his chicken pie. What a random coincidence. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel bad, very bad for Jamie. Obviously, I feel bad for Tristane. I do too, and I don't know how what happens from here. I, I feel like Alaria is trying to start this war. Alaria has a couple of options as I see it thinking relatively immediately about this. One, she stages a coup and gets rid of Prince Doran. Probably not going to happen, right? Probably. I mean, she'd have a tough time with that. Two, idea. she gets executed. Three, 
What a waste. Goes where? So what happens here? The only thing I can think. The only thing I can think of writing wise that would cause the Martells to get pissed off enough to start problems is if when they get back there, they kill Tristane. If Tristane dies, all bets are off with Prince Doran. Can you see Cersei doing something like that? Not in her current state, but in general. Isn't that a Cersei thing to do? Yeah, but what happened? Why why would Tristane go? Do you think he would... If I was Tristane and they just killed my wife, if my wife died, they're going to want to go and tell. Like, are they going to turn the ship around? Is Jamie going back to King's Landing? If Jamie turns around and goes back to Dorne, I will commit suicide because I cannot have another season of Jamie. I will, I will fucking, I will hang myself from a tree just like Solis. And my tally will be added to the death toll. It'll be the first death of season six will be will Jessica be hanging from a tree. And you could have another sub host. With a, with, a, with a piece of paper that says, why more Dorne? I'm not even fucking kidding. <laughs> I will kill myself. Well, Miss Marcella doesn't die at the hands of Valaria and we not don't see more Dorne. There's going to be more Dorne, so prepare yourself. Oh, my God. I don't know in what capacity. Can Dorne have a turnaround like Stannis and make me love it and then make me hate it again and then make me feel bad for I it? I don't know how they... Just curious. This is a, an act of war. It's a serious thing. Valaria wants wants this revenge she's gonna get war she wants war right oh, yeah she's made that clear prince doran says i've seen what war can do it he's terrible fuckers right he knows all about war yeah he's been in the holiday he might not have a choice i could see him giving Ilaria up to maintain peace but the wild card is is if tristane crazy sand snakes if tristane doesn't make it back to there i could see the prince being forced to take action you can't just start killing royal kids and not start wars. That's a huge that fucking... Uh, yeah, that is correct. Can I say something, though? Sure. I thought it was probably the most interesting thing Ilaria has done the whole season. She poisoned a royal kid. Kissing Marcel on the mouth? Yeah, gave me a big old her. boner. No, poisoning her. Did you wish that the other sand snake that showed you her boobs had kissed Marcella on the mouth? No, Marcella's still too still too young for me. I'm sorry about that. That's fine by me. But, Ilaria, it was the most interesting thing she's done all season, right? She murdered a fucking royal kid. She's insane. That's high stakes, man. And That's fucking high stakes. Ilaria season five is nothing like Ilaria season four in my mind. And she's going to be even crazier in, in season six. four, Ilaria's like, we don't kill children in Dorne. Like, I know Oberyn mm. said that, but it was the same sentiment that Eloria lived right. by. And now she's like, actually, we do kill children as they leave Dorne. Bye. Not only do we kill children, we kill fucking royal children. Princesses. Princesses. Maybe her and Stan should talk. I don't know. <laughs> like, princess- oh, Stan's dead. Sorry. P.S. Two princesses bit the dust. Nice. So how many bodies are we up to this episode? Only four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is people who matter. Four. I, well, I guess if Four, and we've talked about two locations. Great. This is our third location, kind of. Yeah. Well, Stannis and Winterfell kind of won. But yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, like I said, prophecy. I feel really bad for Jamie. I don't know how he recovers, but I expect big things from Jamie next season. Yes, yeah, since this season, it sucked. Yep. So Jamie, Braun, and Tristan are on this ship. I don't know what's going to happen. Good Lord, if it turns around and goes back to I can't. Oh my God, please no. I hope they go to King's Landing. If I'm Jamie, I probably don't do that move because I'm nervous that Prince Doran's part of the conspiracy to kill Marcella. 
That is true. I would be too worried to go back and then I get executed. I'd be like, go home, stay the fuck away from those shores. We don't know who else is loyal to Alari. It's too risky yeah, to go back. Because let's be honest, who the fuck let Alaria see them off on the fucking docks? She's the, the best. Like, she was that? She's the best di- di- diplomat in Dorne, she apparently. She poured out a glass of wine when it was supposed to celebrate fucking King Tommen. And they're like, why don't you see them off and kiss Marcel on the mouth? <laughs> who allowed that? Shame on all of you. You're all stupid and, and you should have seen this coming and you should be shamed. Agreed. Prince Doran my pen. probably was feeling a little sick that day. She's like, I'll see you off. Mm, yes. And then, yeah, it's a good point. Why the fuck is she on the docks at the end? How, how is she like the, the welcoming and the like goodbye committee for Dorn? Yeah, well, Tristane, I guess. But yeah, bad move. Oh, what does she have to do with Tristane? But she's a Dornish person. She wanted so- to be there for him. <laughs> Dorn that doesn't want to kill people. She made it pretty clear. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was, bad. That was stupid. That to me, if I was like um, Prince Doran, aka Julian Bashir, I would say, Alaria, thank you for kissing my ring and shit, but you can go nowhere near Marcella ever. Go to your fucking house or whatever you live in in Dorn with your sand snakes. Play Uno. I don't care until she's on our boat. You know it's so funny. You know what? Prince Doran fucked up. There are times in the show where we talk about, you know, granting people mercy. Here's an, here's an instance where it backfires. You uh, grant yeah. Alaria mercy. You don't execute her. You kill someone. And now she's starting wars. This can't end well with the Martells. No, definitely not. And you not. don't want to fight the Martells in war. You just don't want to do that. I don't want to fight him in war or in life. I don't want to fight him in anything. Yeah. Well, just because. I don't know. I just don't want to. Pretty crazy shit, huh? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What is Alaria thinking and where is she going at this point? And I also I also thought, here's what I thought at first. I thought, Ilaria wants revenge so bad she's poisoned herself because you see the blood hitting the dock. Yeah, then she's And I'm like, like, that's pretty gangster. And then she drinks the antidote. And her fucking little sand snake bitches knew what was going on. I'm surprised that chick didn't try to make out brawn too. And that was that. No, man, she likes him. Although she's warm you, for his form. Did you notice like Alaria? They really did have like lipstick on her. And I remember thinking like, oh, I swear to God, like I'm like, oh, Alaria looks different. Like she's wearing like more makeup than normal. Like and then, you know what I mean? She had that like lipstick on that was like the poison. And then she like wipes it off her lips. And yeah. And well, they're still loyal to uh, Alaria for sure. They all fall in lockstep behind yeah, what's her. What's up with those sand oh, They're annoying. Ugh. One of them's going to marry Braun though. Do you like Game so of weird. Thrones? Yes. Okay. Actually, no, not right now. I pretty much dislike everything about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do you want to go now? Uh, let's go to Bravos. Okay. Bravos. Or Ooh. Marine. Which one do you want to go first? Marine's brief. Okay. Let's do it. So. <laughs> They're all just sitting there. And I feel like one of them is just going to be like, so, ever heard the one about the king with the fat dick? That's why I wrote, like, <laughs> I'm like, Jorah, Jora, Tyrion, and Dario. I'd watch this spinoff. <laughs> like really, I would watch their show. Like three men and a dragon. I don't know what it would be called. Three men, and but I'm I'm there. <laughs> awesome. I am DVRing that shit. Yeah, they're just just chilling. And Tyrion's like, "Hey, you guys are both in love with Danny. It's so sweet, you dumb idiots." Mm, yeah, I love it. Things get a little testy though. If I ever kill you, your eyes will be wide open. Whoa, I say that to Jessica sometimes. That is true. <laughs> I mean, no, that's true. But, uh, wow. Um, yeah, so take me through it. So we're all chatting away, the three guys that I love, um, all for different reasons. 
Tyrion's talking about, oh, you know, they love her. They're, you know, whatever, all this crap. And they're like, hey, we got to go find her. Before they got to go find her, somebody finally fucking decides to show up. Yeah. Hey, Grey Worm, what's going on, buddy? How you feeling? All tuckered out from your fight from last year? Yeah. Still you fucking convalescing? Fucking battle, Grey Worm. Still convalescing from the fight you got in three years ago? You're supposed to be an unsullied warrior. Where were you? Hey, cool Take story, a man. Nap? Hey, cool story. Remember that fight you got into when you were seven? Where are you? Seriously. Jorah Mormont got exiled, fucking came back, got exiled again, and he was still there to help the queen. And contracted, you, and contracted Westeros AIDS. And contracted AIDS. Westeros AIDS. Westeros Gotta AIDS. be specific. He's not one of them gays. Yeah, or, or he'd be locked up in the fucking uh, <laughs> Sept of Baylor right now. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. That's fucked up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, Grey Worm. Thanks for your help. Um, Whatever. My favorite part is when Tyrion is all cute speaking Valerian. Because right. Grey Worm's like, Jorah, get out of here. You don't belong. Who's this little midget? And Masandi's like, no, 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 no. Relax. Relax. Is that how she does it? Yep. With that, like, relax. with that urban hand wave. <laughs> <laughs> relax, Grey Worm. She's like, mm-hmm, girl. Mm, yep. You just sit your ass down. Start talking like that. No. She wants Grey Worm to relax because not only did Jorah save Danny's life, um, Tyrion also saved her life. And that's when Tyrion does his like cute thing and he says something like, he's speaking Valerian and he says like, oh, I'm sorry, my Valerian is a little bit nostril. And she's yes. like rusty. And he's right. like, oh yeah, rusty. <laughs> it's basically the most Is there anything Tyrion seen. can't do? Guys just know. speak in other languages and shit. But Peter Dinklage is basically my favorite human being that's ever been alive. He's the best. Now, I know, oh, I know where Grey Worm was the past three years. Yeah. He's been getting, he's been getting um, uh, leadership and diplomacy training because he's going to run the city because they apparently need him to keep the peace, come to find out. Because, you know, he's a state figurehead and uh, everyone's going to, everyone trusts Grey Worm. Uh, they do. Last I checked, um, all those sons of Harpy who hated Danny also hated Grey Worm. <laughs> Yeah, look at Just the guy. Look at the guy, you fucks. He's what do you mean he keeps dead, the peace? But okay. <laughs> they need a leader they can count on. Somebody who really fucking bands the tribes together or tries to kill him in an alleyway with the old guy. So. P.S. Miss you, Selmy. You should not be dead. I know. I wish you were still with us. R.I.P., dude. Mm. Uh, so basically, what this all turns into is Daria was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Save Danny. And Jorah's like, yeah, I'm actually going to go save Danny. Because they're like, well, whose dick is bigger? Let's check this out here. And then and then when they finally find Danny, right? This is how it's going to go. When oh, they God. finally find Danny, it's just going to be Jorah. He's going to be like, it's a tragedy, Khaleesi. He slipped and fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you think Jorah's going to get the upper hand on Dario? He admitted that he loved another. And then he flung himself from the cliff. It was a terrible... Cut, smash cut to him strangling Darian to sleep and throwing off a cliff. Yeah. A little fucking spittle of spit on his mouth drips onto Dario's cheek as he strangles him out. Oh my God. Stop. Sorry, Khaleesi, for the bad news. Perhaps we should marry now. I'm old enough to be your father twice over. <laughs> That's not true. that old. Stop it, Bodor Mormont. Pushing 60. That's one thing that one person said one time. Uh, Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> He's old enough to be Stannis' dad. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tyrion isn't allowed to come with them because he's going to run Marine. Except he can't speak Valyrian. So he's actually going to run Marine behind the power couple, Grey Worm and Masandi. Somebody better tell me what their couple hashtag name is. 
I don't know, but here's what the I do know. Worm? Tyrion Grayonde? is going to rule the pants off of that place with help from a very special friend that has returned that couldn't have made Jessica happier. Uh, this is the greatest moment. The only thing that could have made me happier is if he turned and fucking Littlefinger was standing right there. <laughs> In the frame, or maybe just both of them. It's know. like a hey, right? They frame in, they frame in on Tarion, and you hear you hear Varys's voice, and then it slowly the camera starts to pull away, right? And entering the frame is Varys. It keeps pulling away, entering the frame is Littlefinger. It keeps pulling away, entering the frame is Ghost. No, right? Yes. All your fucking friends are there. No, I just like if anyone's ever watched Arrested Development, they have this great like direction way where these two people will be talking and they're talking about one person and that person's there. So it'll almost be like Tyrion and Varys are talking like, yeah, great. It's so awesome to see you. You're going to help me roll. They're like all joking, being awesome together. And they're like, I wonder where Littlefinger's up to. And like, the camera just moves to the back. left. And Littlefinger's like just sitting right there eating grapes or something. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> drinking wine. That's how they should do. That'd be fucking hilarious shit. Then, oh man, I would have been really happy. Awesome. But I was happy to see Varys. I'm glad to have Varys back. I'm glad to have Varys and Tyrion together. I loved the scene between them. They have great chemistry. It, it was it was a good, good, good scene. They tell me you've already found favor with the Mother of Dragons. Well, she didn't execute me. So that's a promising start. Now the heroes are off to find her. And I'm stuck here trying to placate a city on the brink of civil war. Any advice for an old comrade? Information is the key. You need to learn your enemy's strengths and strategies. You need to learn which of your friends are not your friends. If only I knew someone with a vast network of spies. If only. Jesus Christ. Are they not the cutest? They are the power couple. For real. These two are unstoppable. They're going to rule the shit out of Marine. They're going to do a great job. With it's not Grey gonna... Worm, loved by all. Yeah. Great, first of all, Grey Worm's loved by all. Nobody tried to assassinate him in an alleyway. Nope. So it's good that he's there because he represents the voice of the people. Oh, for sure. Especially the voice that sounds a harpy. (laughs) As we've come to learn. Missandei, yes. That's what I was thinking they were going to say. Like when they were doing this whole buildup, I'm like, Missandei, clearly. Everyone's seen her around and she's the right skin tone for these people. They'll appreciate that. But he doesn't have a penis. You know, it's tough for those people to get behind the, the, you know, the glowing white lady. I think Missandei's a good choice. That ruddy complexion she's is perfect. She's adorable. She is. I love her. And I think... I don't... I think she's pretty... I think her heritage is... Helpful? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, think Tyrion and Varys from and the shadows... Good shit. Yeah. And then once everything's under control, they can say, all right, Grey Worm, Masani, see ya. And then they'll go do some other cool shit. I, I'm very much looking forward to the politicking that occur. I, Marine's going to get interesting now that Tyrion's there I because that so. is the gravitas of Peter Dinklage. That's the way it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Very excited to see what happens there. And um, we might as well talk about the Khaleesi while we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, she's in my marine notes. So she's hanging out and uh, she's in that big ass open plain area. And who shows up but the fucking Dothraki. Holy shit balls! What a blast from the past. Well, first she's like kind of like a bitch to Drogon. Yeah, she's she like, was. Hey, Drogon, um, we need to go home. And Drogon's like, actually, I'm seriously injured. Why don't you relax? Listen, and fucker. Like, no, no, we need to go home yeah. now. Get up, okay? I told you I'm yesterday. I'm on you. I told you yesterday to clean your goddamn room. You didn't clean your fucking room. I said, walk the dog. You didn't walk the dog. I need you to get up off your ass. And Drogon's like, Mom, I'm fucking tired, man. School's hard. That's what it was like. I right? know. It was like it was a mommy like and a little that. fucking kid. Just like that. That same majesty of a conversation that's similar. But yeah, 
And then she starts getting circled by a gigantic army. Boy, Stannis could have used these guys. Yeah, right? Well, don't worry, because Danny will use them, so it's fine. So the Dothraki show up. They start to encircle her. She pulls that ring off her finger. Yes. And I said, is that because she doesn't want them to think she's remarried that Hisdar Zolarak guy? The answer to that is no, you are wrong. And the only reason I know is because I watched the little HBO behind the scenes with the creators about Ah. the episode. And because I actually thought, is she leaving it for somebody to find? And I was correct. A breadcrumb. That it's basically, so she's like, holy shit, if these people take me hostage, what if my fucking army of men that are in love with me come looking for me? I need to get them something. Gotcha. But like the Dothraki, you're going to get behind Danny, right? Like, Yeah. L- l- I was trying to remember because after Khal Drogo died, she had a couple left. And then they were in the Red Waste and starving. And then they went to Qatar, the und- the House of the Undying, all that bullshit with Jorah. Jesus, that feels like it was so long ago. It was a long fucking time ago. I barely ago. remember it. And she had this guy that was with her before she went to the House of the Undying. And I forget his name. And it was a Dothraki guy. And then he, he just cool. kind of vanished. Yeah, he was busy doing He was never shit. back in the show again. It was weird. He's a faceless man. He's so, Jock and Hagar. He could be. But I'm thinking, I don't know. Like, um, I thought she left the Dothraki on good terms, but I don't know. Who knows? The Dothraki are weird, though. A lot of them fought Khal Drogo sometimes. True. But at the end of the Warring day, tribes. at the end of the day, all is happening right here. And maybe we'll have a whole season of Danny with the Dothraki. And are they going to kill her? They're not going to kill her. It's going to be ridiculous. But at the end of the day, they're going to get behind her. And this is going to be part of her army. I'm telling you. How do they? Maybe sh- not right away. Tough to get them to cross that sea, though. Maybe not right away. But trust me, when she goes to Westeros, those Dothraki will be right with her fucking Unsullied. Hopefully they don't take her back to camp and they're like, your fucking dragon killed 10 of us. Yeah, I know. Right? They're all like, pissed uh... off. So that's where you were hunting the Tothraki <laughs> planes. Oh, whoopsies. <laughs> She'll be like, hey, this is Carl Drogo's son. This dragon the way right they here. kind of encircled her, I didn't take it as threatening or anything. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that what's going on there or how that's going to go down or how much time she's going to spend among the Dothraki again. But I do miss them and I'm glad to see them again. Yeah, they're kind of cool and stuff. Very cool. So I have no problems with them. I mean, not really. So let's talk about Danny's arc in this in this series, like this this season. She was struggling as a leader, making bad choices, getting people killed, having a tough time getting a hand around Marine and the culture, and she to the point where she was almost going to die, and now she finds herself among the Dothraki again. What a crazy set of circumstances because the dragon just bolted. Yeah, it's so random. That's who she ended up with. Because, you know, she gets there and you're like, where is she? Where is she? And somebody that we were with was like, is she in Westeros? Now, what's funny about this is presumably Khaleesi doesn't need an army. She has a bazillion Unsullied that we never see that she always talks about. Have you seen the army of the... Did you... Where were... Okay. She has this army of Unsullied that we all talk about. Where were they when the Sons of Harpy attacked and killed everybody? I think she needs uh, more of an army. They were... uh, Walking the streets and uh, getting to know the people. You can never have a big enough army. Just ask Stannis Baratheon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the Dothraki will mix with the Unsullied. The Dothraki aren't the type that are going to be like, okay, Khaleesi, let's go fight your wars for you. I just don't see that. Mm. They're super, like, free. They're probably, like, the coolest people in the world. Are they cooler than the free folk? Mm, Pretty close. See, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know what's gonna become of this. I think I it's think gonna be more of an fight for her. I think it's gonna be more of an antagonist relationship. You think it's gonna be more eventually, friendly? No, I think it's gonna start antagonist. And then I think eventually right. they're gonna get behind her because something crazy is gonna happen. But didn't we already her. see her do this? Like, oh, this whole struggle with Kyle Drogo in the beginning and they didn't like her, and then all of a sudden they like her and she likes him, and then she rules them, and then they disband. 
Are we going to fucking do that over again? Maybe. I don't like it. I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I do miss the Dothraki, though, and I'm glad to see they are back in the show. Okay, then. Where to, my friend? Arya. Let's go to Bravos. You know who I am. I'm Arya Stark. Do you know who you are? You're no one. You're nothing. That was probably the my favorite moment in the entire season. Damn. It was badass, man. Um, I like to point out that Arya basically goes completely against what she has been taught in Bravos by saying, like, I'm Arya Stark and you're no one. Which I think but we is saw the this most coming. true thing to Arya's character. Absolutely. Yes. She did not throw away needle for a reason. This this is Arya. It's his Arya. She is who she is. Right? For sure. It's like the whole Superman analogy. You put you put glasses on him. You put a cute little tie on him. You put him in a fucking little costume. You send him to the newspaper to do work. But he's still fucking Superman. He can still throw cars around. He's still like you can't you can't change who he is. He is who he is, right? And that's like the whole Kill Bill thing. That's like in Kill Bill, he's like you're he's like you you're a fucking killer. You you are who you are. Stop trying to be mommy. You're not. Yeah. You be who you are. It's the same thing with Arya. You're not this disciplined assassin person that's going to do this. You're fucking Arya Stark. Mm -hmm. You want revenge on the people who killed your friends and family members. And you used the Benny Face men to do it. Stabbed his fucking eyes out. Yes, pretty. Awesome. Um, This death was pretty gruesome. One of the most gruesome that we've seen. Um, A lot of people online were talking. It's funny that you mentioned Kill Bill. Were saying like, this is very like Tarantino-esque kind of murder (laughs) Isn't that funny? Because, you know, when he kills people, he's like, how bloody and gruesome can we make this? And that was like this scene. Like, what is the most horribly gruesome way she can freaking kill this guy? I was wrong about how the scene was going to go down. I was like, oh, it's going to cut and cut back and build up and he's going to be fucking with her. And we were concerned he recognized when we get an advantage on her. Yep, I was. Another good Mm -hmm. red herring. The show's good at throwing us off the scent. They've yeah. done that a few times in a few different circumstances. And I think what was interesting is that we we watched the scene go and everybody thought that third girl was Arya right away when you couldn't see her face. Well, when she but then she the looked pain. up and yeah, and you couldn't see her face so that but she looked up and then it wasn't Arya and I'm like, can she change faces? I feel like she doesn't have that power. And she just like took that power. Yep. She's like, I'm just going to go steal a face from the wall of faces and I'm going to do my own shit. Right. Awesome. And it was cool. It, it was a nice end to what she had going on here. And I don't, I don't care too much about Marin Trent in the grand scheme of her list. There were so many more valuable targets like on that list. But, but it was cool to see her go after him. It was cool to see Marin Trent dead. Fuck that guy. He sucks. Um, it was cool to see her ruthlessness with him and her gloating in a sense. Mm-hmm. Not so much like Oberyn, but, no. but saying, listen, I know who you are and I know, and do you know who I am? I love that. I love when she tells she him. you killed Cyril Florel. That's why. I love when she, she goes for the eye first. It kind of lands on top of him as he falls. He tries to fight. That second shot to the eye, you're done. Mm-hmm. I mean, your instinct is to reach for your face. You can't fight anymore. Right. And man, does she fucking do him in. And it's beautiful. It made, I thought it was a great payoff for, for all the shit that happened in Bravos. And I liked how they went right to it. Boom. 
Marin Tran's I'm dead shocked. right away. Yep, yep. We and really... then, like you and I talked about, the fallout that would likely result as would would result as her choice here. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. And what's interesting is she was not banished; she was punished. She was punished, and the irony of her going blind is that she stabbed out Marin Tran's yes. eyes. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, let's talk about when she gets back there. Only a life can pay for death. Yeah, I, th- I thought that it was, I don't love the Bravo stuff. Like, some of it's really cool, but there's been other stuff that was much more interesting to me this season. But I really like this. I like the death of Marin Trant, and I liked her punishment for it. I like the reaction to it. Uh, I like that Arya is still Arya. Right. And there were points where she was starting to not be like Arya, and that's not what I want from her. No, she never was not like Arya. No, but you know what I mean. I think she was. I she think was trying so hard. She so. was trying, but always herself, and that's what was so cool about her. Um, and Arya has always been willing to do what she wants to do and accept punishment. It happened like with Ned; like she would fucking run around and be crazy, have to be talked to, stop being mean to your sister. Yeah, she's always done the way she, things she wants to do and accepted the punishment. I don't. She must have assumed punishment was coming, and it was. But man, when Jacob Hagard drinks the poison himself to pay for the life. Yeah, but then it's not even really him. So. But that's the point. Nobody yeah. is anybody in this in this guild. His his name is so irrelevant. We call him Jacob Hagar, but he's not. No. Jacob Hagar was some guy he assumed to look like way back when they were in fucking I don't know if it was the Dreadfort or Harrow. I don't know, Hall. but I loved him then. Yeah, I think it was now Dreadfort. I'm like, by the but way, I know somebody cool who named their cat after Jacob Hagar. That's cool. I saw it today. It's cute. So I really do think that that w- this I'm this was one of the best parts of the episode in my opinion was the bravo stuff which is funny because I've always been saying all right let's move it let's move it mm-hmm. and I was like okay she's going to kill Melon Trent and when I had that in my head I was like okay am I going to be satisfied with that thinking I wouldn't be but I really was yeah me too I really enjoyed it I thought it was outstanding I'm glad she killed him and I I like the consequence I like the um you know she stole a life death to pay for life whatever vice versa and she's scared that he's going to poison her and she fights and that's also against, but he just drinks it so willingly because he is no one and it doesn't matter. And it's, so, so, so and, and it's interesting because Arya cries and the girl's like, why are you crying? And she says, he was my friend. And she's like, yeah. no, he wasn't. He was no one. And she's right. The, the Jock and Hagar that Arya sees him as is the man who helped her and killed those people for her. So her and Gendry and everybody else could escape. But that's not who this is. Right. That's this, the point. And, and and I think they did a really good job of getting that across. And, you know, she pulls the faces off. And the last face is hers. Um, it was, that was, it was so cool. badass, it was, man. It was interesting. And she's been blinded now. So what happens? I mean, this is a crazy thing to the poor Starks, man. This is a crazy thing to happen to Arya Stark. I agree. It's what gonna happens be, now? She's going to be like some fucking blind martial arts master, like fucking running around, beating ass. She's not going to be some old hag, like stumbling on the street. She gets, <laughs> she gets a dire seeing eye dog. Like, Maybe. Okay. I don't know. So, yeah, I really did. I thought that this was very cool. Very much w- worth the time that we got. I thought I did. I really did like the I really liked the rap on Bravos. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I was did. satisfied with how all the again, crazy cliffhanger. Suddenly Arya's blind. I liked the rap the on Arya. I thought I liked the rap on Stannis, tragic as it was. Maybe. You know, when's the last time we had, I mean, yeah, when Drogon went bonkers and flamed a bunch of harpies, but we haven't had many moments of fuck yeah in this season. And mm-hmm. this was a fuck yeah moment when Arya goes after Meryn Trant. Yep. There's, and if you start thinking, when are your fuck yeah moments, right? Mm-hmm. You, 
Jon Snow got his ass beat with the wildlings by the undead guys, even though that was kind of fuck yash because it looked cool, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean, last season when the Hound and Arya on the road and he killed all those fucking guys in the end, that was a cool fuck yeah moment. But, but how many have there been? Oberyn kind of winning and then dying was like, fuck. Yeah, we haven't had satisfying. many reasons to pump our fists. It, you know what I'm saying? Yes, our characters rarely win. <laughs> right. And our character won here, although now she's blind. But like when she killed him, like she won and it was pretty awesome. But you know, you, you, you know, in, in what you have to be careful of in, in with, with Game of Thrones or with any type of storytelling is, is that you can't have your characters win all the time because then it's cheesy. Yeah, if it's Game but of you Thrones, can't have them win. fucking lose constantly either. Oh. You need to have these occasional victories that make you go fucking yes to give you some, some, parody in the emotion you know like we won't even know what misery is anymore because that'll become normal if we it watch game of thrones it's kind of starting to <laughs> you know what i'm saying though that's why you need this moment where Ari kills my train and you're like yeah like like i don't it wasn't i didn't even go i was going fuck yes because i guessed right but i wasn't pumping oh, my fists yeses i wasn't pumping my fist for stannis's execution I was, were a little. I was pumping my fist for Arya killing Marin Trant. Fuck yeah, fuck Marin Trant. He's worthless. He is our fifth death so, of the night. Yeah, not many, not, and obviously not many, not many more. Oh, I guess the fuck yes moment's coming up with Cersei, but we'll get to that, which is kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Shall we? We shall. Let's do it. So let's get to King's Landing and let's talk about this. You got some information. Let's hear it. Um... And I don't have any articles in front of me, but if you freaking Google it, it's every article that happens. So Lena Headey, who has been naked in other things before, was not naked in this scene. None of those boobs are hers. She had a body double. I tried to find... That's too bad. Yeah. Because so many people are like, oh, wow, brave. Like talking about the actress and shit. Yeah. And then afterwards, then people like were... And this is, again, the fucking internet. Then people were mad. They're like, oh, she, she couldn't just be naked for the scene? Like, what the fuck? Fuck you, internet. Relax. If she doesn't want to be naked for the scene, she doesn't have to be. Apparently, they shot when they shot this last year. She was pregnant. She's pregnant right now. So, but she was pregnant at the time too, but newly pregnant. And that's how. And, and they're saying in 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 apparent. I don't know. I didn't read all the fucking articles, but I think that played into the decision. I think it played into the decision as well. I also think logistically, um, and not in general. I'm sure it's incredibly expensive to do it the way that they did it. But Lena Hetty is fucking covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to be doing a lot of airbrushing CGI shit of it's her walking through the thing. Right. I, I don't think that was a reason. I think it had more to do with her not wanting to be pregnant. She might have a no nudity clause at this point in time. Maybe. When she redid her contract. And that's another um, thing. Daenerys is another person they think is like changed her like that actress. Like originally you saw her naked. Now you don't. Right. And that is one of those things where they'll renegotiate that and they don't want to do the nudity. But, um, well, here, let, let, here's the thing. You could pay a body double peanuts compared to what you have to pay extra for somebody like, you know, Lena to, to get undressed. And then you could use that fucking money you save and make the Knights King's army look fucking dope as shit, which is exactly what they did. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's not get too crazy about we guys and gals who like girls. Plenty of fucking tits and ass to go around in Game of Thrones. We don't also need Cersei's. Yeah, and we'll take her body doubles, who, by the way, I not, I didn't, like, extensively look, but what I was trying to find was the name of the body double. And guess <laughs> what? You can't find that. I mean, I'm sure if I, if I watched the credits, it would be, like, 
boobs, Lena Headey. Like some <laughs> random name. But I was like on the internet. I'm like, who is the body double? And the internet is like, there was a body double. I'm like, no shit, internet. Give me more. But they did not. Um, also, scene took three days to film. Seven days to watch. Yep. Um, and basically, like, they would film it and Lena Headey would film it walking clothed. And for the reactions and for the body movements. And supposedly if you watch really closely, like I've seen a couple of pictures where you can tell the neck looks a different in a lot of pictures. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, which is fine. Crazy CGI, man. That's fucking nuts, that shit. Um, listen, it was it looked better than Drogon, so let's all be happy about that. And um, I don't know, Lane Hetty's uh, child doesn't have to grow up. And when they're 18, they're like, Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you naked on Game of Thrones with me in your belly? Like, I don't know. That's weird, so... That's yeah. fine. I don't, I don't care know. that she wasn't naked. But this was filmed a long time ago as well. Um, this was filmed very early on in the right. filming for this season, not towards the end. And so there were a lot of spoilers that were leaked about this because of the fact that um, the filming, like I said, it took place over three days. They got a permit to do it outside, but they couldn't use the actual church they wanted to use. They wouldn't let them do the nudity in the church. And like there were all these extras who weren't allowed to use their phones, but they were still were supposed to stop that leaked. And you know how it goes. So the internet was already apparently. I, I try to stay totally clear of Game of Thrones spoilers, whether it's like Lena Headey was naked or like book spoilers. So I didn't know anything about this because I really, really try to be cognizant of avoiding spoilers. But I guess it's already been all over the internet. Like, you know, the people controversy, as we say, people getting mad and people not getting mad and people being excited about boobs. And yeah, I so hear you. I guess everyone's known about this for a while. and We're really excited about it. And um, it was really long. It was long. Um, what can we say here? Do I we thought, want do do? What do you think is going on with Cersei? Is she playing the Long Kong, or or are we in for um, are, are we in for a changed woman here? Oh oh no, we're not in for a change. Please. So she's fooled the High Sparrow. First of all, I thought this was the closing of the show. Like as when I originally watched, I'm like, this is the last thing we're going to see. It's going to be King's Landing. I was certain of it. Wish it had been, but it wasn't. <laughs> anyway. She confesses, but pay attention. She only confesses to having sex with Lancel. Yes. In her... And denies very strongly. In her face, the difference of her face, the entire scene, and then when the fucking Frankenmountain picks her up, her face, like, hardens. Like, she's like, I am going to kill motherfuckers. She's absolutely not a changed woman. She, not a word of what she said to the High Sparrow did she believe. May I have the honor of presenting the newest member of the King's Guard? Scary as shit, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I guess before we talk too much about the mom, we should just talk about Cersei in general. Um, by the way, her hair is a wig. A yeah. short wig. You could kind of tell. She has short hair anyway, but I thought she looked great with short hair. Just saying. Um, there, there's something about... Cersei has to atone for her sins is this whole big thing. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I think like they're going to want her to be naked. But I never thought like I was gonna have to watch like her naked for like six minutes. What's the point of doing this with Cersei? I think it's to really um I think it's the idea that there are no good characters and no bad characters. And and this is as we spoke of this with Stannis, I think even more so with Cersei, you feel that way, where you feel a lot of sympathy for her going through this. This is a fucking awful thing that she has to do with people screaming and swearing at her, throwing things at her, her feet bleeding. And then when she finally, and you just keep, you see her, she keeps looking up at the yep. red keep. Like 
that much closer, that That's much it. closer, that much closer. They did that so well, by the way. And, but when she walks in that fucking door and everyone just stands there and stares and only fucking Kyburn comes to her aid. I know. I mean, it's... It, it, that guy bought himself a longevity in this world if Cersei survives. Cut four and a half to five minutes off the naked walk. It's very powerful. Yeah, I agree. But again, and just like Stannis, and I can write in everything I write about Stannis, like, you killed Shireen for this. You did this. And I can say the same to Cersei. You put this man in power because you wanted your revenge. You did this. By the way, where's Marjorie? What's going on with her? Just Still in prison. But here's the other thing I was thinking, too. Like, like the show did for most of the season, which is get us to sympathize with Stannis only to have him break our hearts when he sacrifices Shireen. Which is, you're my daughter, I fucking love you, you're a Baratheon, you come with me. Everything for you, yeah. All this shit he talks about, all the stuff where he's trying to help Jon Snow, I'll I'll fucking, I'll make you uh, whatever of Winterfell. You'll be the Winterfell guy right now, done. Do you want to be fucking Jon Stark Stark right now? Right, all that cool shit. It's almost like this in reverse for Cersei. We're all like, God, this is fucking brutal. And then we're going to be like Cersei fans, and then she's going to fuck us next season again. Because yeah. that's what Game of Thrones does. Because now we're all now we're like abused people. Now we're we're starting to get we're starting to get like hip to the situation we're all in, the emotional torment that GRRM puts us through. Oh yeah. And, and now we're hip to oh, it. Yeah. So now I'm like, yeah, I feel bad for Cersei, but hold on a second. I'm not ready to raise your banner just yet. I'm fucking skeptical now. But they do it though. Her her face. I'm no. I know. You, I know. It, I know. Is so like she goes from like wounded animal to Cersei. And, and like you can see it, she's such a. Everybody in the show is incredible, I, incredible. The actors, and, and she is no exception. She is unbelievable. Right. She's good. Cersei. First of all, I hate the High Sparrow, and I hate all his stupid fucking friends, all his followers. Yeah, I hate them. They're too. they're they're the worst. Which is why it's a situation where I'm like, well, I dislike them so much more than Cersei. It's not even close. Hmm. And they don't interest me. Yeah. I'm not interested in their fundamentalists, one-sided, psycho fucking religious way. I just want them to be fucking ousted out of there. They've taken over King's Landing. Mm -hmm. They've fucking taken it over. It was cool to see Kevin Lannister again. I wonder what he's going to do now. I wonder how this is all going to go down. I wonder how they're going to deal with the High Sparrow. I have no idea how they're going to unroot these people from King's Landing. Cersei still needs to have a trial. I know. And is Frankenmountain not disqualified because he's a Kingsguard member now? Or can he From do it? What? The trial by combat? Does the High Sparrow believe in trial by combat? Sorry, Internet. I know you're all down for that, but I doubt that the High Sparrow is into that shit. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. Why? The gods will decide. Because the High Sparrow doesn't follow those laws. Just saying. He just decides what he wants to do and he does it. No, I think he follows... I think he follows under a very strict interpretation of the way the book yeah, goes. Yeah, just like Melisandre, please. Whatever. The Frankenmowen is going to be amazing. Can't wait to watch him kill people. And Who's he going to kill? I, Cersei's I think, enemies? I guess he's going to kill people I like. So maybe I don't want him to kill people. But I don't know. I'm just so excited that he exists. <laughs> is that wrong? I don't want to be right. I think it's pretty awesome that he exists. But I wonder what's going to happen, though. Like, I, I'm curious as to where Cersei goes from here. Because what's like Tom going to do when he sees her? Like, oh, hey, mom, fucking told you. Like, where's my wife? Like, I, 
He's, what happens? I don't, Tommen's not long he's, for this world. Tommen's but. crying in his room into Sir Pounce's fur, holding him close. Probably doesn't even know what happened. Well, we probably told him because they were scared. Maybe. So yeah, it's, um, I guess what I'm trying to figure out here is what was the arc? Like what, how, how, is this, I'm trying to figure out how this plays into her character. Is it really just a, this, you made your bed, now you lie in it, like to the nth degree. Is that kind of what they're doing with Cersei? Is that the whole point of this? You're saying you don't think she's changed no, at all. I don't. Not even Nothing. a fucking little. Because she protected Jamie and the identity of her kids. Not Jamie so much, but her kids. No, I don't I don't think Cersei has changed. I don't. I do not think she's changed. I think the High Sparrow is dead. He must be the biggest fool on the planet if he thinks that she has changed. Uh listen, she's pretty convincing. If whatever mercy he felt for her to let her out of this, even though we still need to see a trial and we have no idea how that's going to go, he's made a terrible error in judgment because he's going to be dead. Oh, for sure. And who else is going to be dead? And like dead, like in a like Marin Trant type of fashion. That Lancel. fucking nun oh, who God. followed her around with a goddamn bell. Who Cersei has already threatened to kill before the bell thing. What do you think she's going to do to you now? That was the worst. Yeah, she's dead. The worst. Kill that bitch. I'm fine with that. No problem. Yeah, Lancel, let's kill him. What is going on with my friends at Tyrell's? Mace Tyrell is like lost in Bravos because he has a Marin to like point him in the right direction. Who knows what the hell he's doing? You know what? We didn't talk about this and we should have. What is he doing? Singing to people on the streets? No. Let's talk about it seriously for a minute. He's at Iron Bank and he's talking about money. He's talking about what, what is he? What's... What was he doing over there? Getting the Crown's affairs in order? Is he paying off the Lannister debts? He's like, asking for more money to pay off Lannister debts. He's borrowing money from the people he owes to pay them back? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, he's asking for an extension on his loan, just like I do pretty much once a year. Yeah, on maybe. Loans. <laughs> I don't know. But that, I think that's the point. I think, I think the Tyrells could, they have a ton of money. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. and that's what he said. He said, I'll give you money. And Cersei said, oh, no, it's fine. She just wanted him out of there because she thought, right. like, you know, she was, was going to make shit happen. But she didn't make shit happen, although Marjorie is still in jail and so is Loras. And by the way, and I said this on the Facebook page and I will say it again. If Loras Tyrell wants to confess and do the walk of shame, that is fine by me. Guess we'll see. That's all I'm saying. So Cersei's going to have a trial. Cersei's going to have a trial. You don't think that Kevin Lannister, Kyburn, all these people, Master Pycelle... You don't think any, what do you, why are you shaking your head? Because I don't think any of them give a shit about Cersei right now, except for Kyburn. I think the rest of them are like fucking done with her. I think Cersei is going to like lay waste to people. I guess we'll see. All right, let's get over to John and the wall. <sighs> well, <sighs> Johnny boy. First, he tells Sam the story of his adventures in the North. And Sam goes, I think I want to leave and become a maester. And John says, but Sam, you're my only friend. And Sam's like, yeah, but I want to be alive in season six. I have bills to pay and stuff. So I think I'm going to go to Old Town. The Good Citadel. plan, Sam. I think an overlooked aspect of this part of the storyline is, is Jon Snow allowing a brother of the Night's Watch to leave. That did not help his loyalty with the men. Of course it did not. Save Sam's life. He saved Sam's life. Sam would absolutely be dead. Absolutely. It would have been, they would have cleaned house fucking Caesar style. And that was a bad leadership move by Jon Snow, but a good move to help his friend not die. Yeah, but he didn't know he was helping his friend not die. 
No, I know, but he but he might have been concerned with him because he heard about the fighting. Yeah. He knew he got attacked. And he knew him lost his virginity and stuff, so he's like, oh my. He knew that Gilly was in trouble. He knew that those guys were going after her. So he's making that move, but that had to resonate poorly with maybe some of the people who were on the fence about this whole thing. They're like, oh, he just lets this guy, you're fucking, only death can relieve you of your responsibility, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. and can So I, what the fuck, you know? But can we just take one moment and like, pour one out for like the bromance between John and Sam because and I know I hate on Sam sometimes but I like Sam a lot this season and I love them like high-fiving about how Sam like bang Gilly like fucking dudes oh my like he's like Sam but you were so injured how did you do it and Sam's like huh, carefully and they're like oh, high five it's just I don't know they're they're I love John it was Snow pretty cool. and he's boy you were upset when John Snow got stabbed so all right. I, I, oh my god, I can't. Let's talk about it. All right, can we first let's Davos let's, and John argue. Yes, these are important moments. Davos and John argue about fighting for Stannis, and one of the most disturbing things you will ever see in Game of Thrones is Melisandre disheveled, not saying Upset. a word, invisibly shaken. I mean, in Davos's face. Oh my god! Right, Liam Cunningham. He's so good. He is great. It's. He, seeing Melisandre like that, who's always composed, always perfect, always this agent of some dark fire god or light fire god, whatever the fuck, and to see her so disheveled and distraught, I mean, that really, oddly oddly enough, that is a real morale killer, <laughs> right? Yeah, especially when John's like, Stannis, and she just stands there, and Davos is like, oh, fucking Shireen, and Melisandre's like, oh. Just gonna walk away now because the Shireen thing was. Yeah, she may have dodged a bullet on that one. If all those Stannis's men are dead and nobody can bear witness to what happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Shireen. Oh, whoops. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean Melisandre seeing her like that, and yes, I know Melisandre conveniently arrives back at the wall right before John's gonna die, and she did want to have sex with him and stuff, and he did turn her down. Where else would she go? When she knew that the fight was lost and that Stannis had, here's what I think. I think she goes, Stannis has fallen out of favor with the Lord. I don't think she's lost her conviction for religion. Oh, I don't either. I think she's thinking in her head, Stannis isn't the chosen one. I made an error in judgment there. I'm going back to the wall. I think that she thinks something about Jon Snow, and I think she always has. And I and I have to go into this like thinking Jon Snow is really dead. I'm sorry. I can't. He so- is dead. Yes, and I can't go on the, like, Jon Snow's going to be a resurrected path because I I can't take it if that's not what happens. I just can't. My heart cannot fucking take it because I went through that with Ned Stark where I'm like, no, but he's not really dead. And they're like, yeah, here's his head on a spike. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, no. So I can't do that for a whole nother season. I could get you a head for $12 at Spencer. Can't. Can't do it. (laughs) But it is that there was something between Jon and Melisandre. That was unresolved. Yeah, but in real life, things are unresolved, as people like to say. I understand. But there are some people who most people are saying this is probably going to happen. I think most people feel that this is going to happen. I think Melisandre's that shit doesn't matter. I think that Melisandre arriving at the wall was on purpose. Well, it's not an accident. (laughs) They shot the scene. She was in it for a reason. It was on purpose. They didn't accidentally film her. Riding dramatically. Like, back oh shit, what are you, the what's the actress's name? Like, hey, what are you doing here? Why Holy are you riding the horse? Keep it rolling, guys. Great shot. Keep the shit rolling. <laughs> They're like, uh, Stannis? She's like, and there are some people who might be like, oh, that's fucking dumb. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Bendrick Dondarrion and 
it's not yeah. dumb. It's happened. There's, there's, yes, it's yes. canon. But we can't just say Beric Dondarrion. Let's have a listen to Beric Dondarrion. Let's have a listen to his resurrection. You went and found him? So he killed you. He did. But how? Thoros, how many times have you brought me back? It's the Lord of Light brings you back. I'm just the lucky drunk who says the words. How many times? Five, I think. No, this makes six. Six. There was the first time. The mountain. Sure. Lance. Right through the chest. Then, I was stabbed in the belly. Then it was an arrow in the back. And that axe in the side. Then the Lannisters caught me and executed me for treason. Was it a hanging or a dagger in the eye? Both. Fuckers couldn't decide. And the hell makes six. Second time I've been killed by Clegane. You think you'd learn? It's not getting any easier, you know. I know. Every time I come back, I'm a bit less. Pieces of you get chipped away. Could you bring back a man without a head? Not six times. Just once. I don't think it works that way, child. Whew. That made me really sad. I know. Like, she wants her. Enough. She wants her daddy. So, I just wanted to play that because it's important to play. Let's talk about this tragic end to Jon Snow. I was just thinking, what about Sansa, who just got told that, like, Jon is Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Remember, like, Sansa just got all this good news, and now he's dead. She's going to probably go to the wall, and he's going to be dead. Let's talk about Jon Snow's death. First of all, to show Benjen Stark in the previously on. Yeah, fuck you, Game of Thrones. You guys are assholes. That is a dick move, dude. It's kind of funny, Benjen though. Stark. And you're like, yay, Benjen Stark. We've been waiting for this. It's funny that they use it to manipulate the audience, not to remind them. Yeah, you know? and that's what they did. Because it would 100% was not just remind you of who Benjen Stark is. Because they could have just said some random name. Like, hey, John, remember your like, great uncle so-and-so Stark? Like, he's here. And that would have been fine. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's Ned's like, brother. No. They showed you this because they wanted you to think like, hey, you're going to see Benjamin Stark today. Just a reminder, look, you're going to see Maren Trent who killed Cyril Florell and you're also going to see Benjamin Stark. Just telling you if that's what's going to happen this episode. And you're like, oh, okay, where is he? And then when we get to the end of the episode, I'm like, I guess we're not going to see Benjamin Stark. That was really weird. And we didn't see Benjamin Stark, but you know what I mean. I thought we were going to see Benjamin Stark until I saw Alistair Thorne. Even when I saw Alistair Th- uh, I'm sorry, until I saw the sign that's a traitor, <laughs> I thought Benjamin Stark was going to be standing right there. And what? I can't. I, I, uh, Brutal. Ned, I guess this is probably what I would have been like if we were podcasting during season one when um, Ned Stark was beheaded. Because this to me was so incredibly, I, I guess this is probably like how I was a little bit with Oprah Montel, Martel when he died, except I only had a season to like get to know him. And even Ned Stark. I, I, I knew him for nine episodes and he was beheaded. This has been 50 episodes I've spent with Jon Snow. Where he's kind of annoyed me, and he's gotten better and better and better, and this so is the good. best season that he's had. And I called him the Rick Rhymes of the show, like whoops. And this, you know, did you apologize to listeners yet I for this? Apologized already a lot of times. I'm sorry, right. guys. Don't use your fucking sorcery, your witch hex magic, by saying things like this. I can like never say, and I felt like safe saying like, "Hey, there's one part, two people on the show unkillable: Danny, Jon Snow." Feel pretty good about that. Better stop saying that about Danny. Yes. Or I might be in trouble. Yes. 
This is the worst thing I've seen. And like, we watched this with other people. It was, it was, and it I was had a tough. hard time. It was like, tough to watch. You cried. It's okay. You can say it. I, Sobbed. Kind no, of, I didn't sob. Oh yeah. Stop. Cried. Cried your eyes Stop. out. That's cried your, <laughs> That's not true. Like that. That's not true. But it was very, very emotional for Stop. me. Three boxes of tissues. I would have cried if I was upstairs watching it by myself. It was it was rough. It was really emotional for me, and I had a hard time reacting afterwards. And like, I didn't want to like sit and like talk to people. I wanted to like go home and like be by myself. Like, I had it, I had tears in my eyes. I had tears in my eyes for, for Shireen though. And I think the thing that bothered me so much about Shireen was the the tragedy of that. That's so like the blind devotion to this bullshit to do yeah. this. That was so like that affects me principally as well as the fact that it was a young girl, like a a, a child. I mean, that was so rough for me. The last time I <clears> cried <throat> on like Game of Thrones but, was when they killed that dire betrayal really hits me hard. Like the these these men that he's given his life to that he wants to save, that he wants nothing more than to help and he had a bad outing and they fucking kill him. Like that and that's that's the worst to me. Like at that moment, I want the Night King to blow the wall down and kill everyone. I want Ollie's head on the Night King's bedstand. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when that shit happens, I get like Shakespeare mad and I want everyone to die. I want Alistair's whole family to die. Like that betrayal shit, I fucking hate it. I I, I want them to lay waste to everyone attached to them in any way, shape, or form. All of them. And the problem is, is you say like he had like a bad go of it and like, but it's not even that. It's like they haven't given him time to prove what he's trying to do. Like they don't understand. Nobody standing in that line was at hard home and saw what happened. And Alistair Thorne has been after this fucker forever. He's never liked him. And Ollie is the fucking worst. He's the worst. I hate that kid. I watched Shireen burn the stake and I'm like, how can you kill a child like this on TV? And then I met Ollie and I'm like, well... Wait a second. Wait a second. Maybe I see hey, it. Hey, Ollie, I wish Stannis was your father. Yes! <laughs> Is he, does he have king's blood in him? Can we, like, put him on Stannis' Oh, there you go. List? Yeah, if Melisandre wants to do demented shit to him, I'm in. Ollie's the worst. This has aggravated me all season because he's been giving Jon Snow the stink eye. And, like, he's going to try to kill Jon. He's going to be stu- stupid. Never. It, it, but you know what? I, I got nervous when he was fighting that White Walker for a second. I thought he was going to die. Like, you know, like, that really, like, freaked me out. And and I felt the same like, I swear like anxiety in like my chest when I saw that sign that said traitor. I was like, oh as my god! As soon as I saw the sign that said traitor, said fucking good game. But but then I'm like, game over, dude. But you don't understand. Even as people are slowly like, he gets stabbed, he gets stabbed. I'm like, where is Sam? Like, wh- where's where's Torment Giants Bane? Who is gonna save him? P.S. You self righteous cunts for the watch. Yeah. Fuck you for the watch. Killing the Lord Commander. Get the fuck out of here. I hope Ollie, you all day. Here's is. where Tormund Giant's Bane is. Tormund and 1-1 one, one and the Wildlings are going to run fucking roughshod on these clowns. I hope they do. I know they're not going to. It's Game of Thrones. They're not going to give me a fuck yeah moment just yet. But here's what I think is going to happen. Pretty sure Resurrection's going to happen. I think Jon Snow is coming back. I think they've laid the groundwork for this not to be overly contrived or t- overly silly because of I the agree. whole Beric Dondarrion thing. And the fact that Tauros of Mir is a fucking priest or or he has the power of the Lord of the Light, which is exactly who Melisandre is in cahoots with. And we've already seen this connection and the stuff she says, you know, nothing, Jon Snow. Like, And I understand that, that the groundwork has been set up for this. And I got to tell you, though, Kit Harrington is selling this fucking hard. Right. That he's dead. I mean, but, hard. But... 
Nobody's lying when they say he's dead. That's what resurrection's called. No, bringing he says, you back from I'm the dead. I'm not going to be on the show ever again. I mean, he, I, I have to give him credit because he's doing these interviews where they're like, "Are you really dead?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm not coming back. I'm not going to be in season six. Saying you're really dead is one thing. Saying you're never coming back is another. He said, I'm not on the show anymore. I will not be in season six. I'm not. Jon Snow's gone. Period. He was talking about movies he wanted to do. And they asked him about his hair because that's the big thing about it's in his contract. He can't cut his hair. He goes, oh, maybe I'll keep it in the interview. And then like two hours after the interview, he cut his hair. And and I, I get it. I, I get it. Like they're trying to give us like the the red herring. Like they're trying to trick us. And that's fine. I guess that that's what they're doing. But I want to give them credit because they're really going all out with that shit. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're playing hard, but they're 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 telling us, sorry, you're never gonna see him again. So I, I give them credit because they're they're doing a good job of selling the story where everybody wants to believe he's gonna be resurrected. And let me tell you, they're doing a good job of telling us that that's not what's gonna happen outside of the show. The show right. itself is set up for that, but Kit Harrington and, and the Game of Thrones people are doing a good job. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they told him he wasn't, but they plan on having him come back. You know, maybe I don't know how any of this shit. Maybe works. they're just trolling us. Like they're like, "Hey, Kit, why don't you cut your hair and we'll like put a wig on you? It'll be cool." Right. Ah, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know, but this was. I want to say that since the death of Ned Stark, this has been the most emotionally impactful thing I've seen. In this. I mean, and yes, Rob, Rob Stark and Catelyn Stark at, at the Red Wedding, but it was different it, in a way where, where, where that was this big, mass, gory, bloody death scene. It, and it's just different. Like the feeling you, you get leaving that is different than the feeling you get of like just Ned Stark is beheaded and just Jon Snow is betrayed by his people. And, and they were similar to me, like how I felt after mm-hmm. um, that the Ned Stark thing Versus the Jon Snow thing. Like, the Red Wedding happens, and, like, you want to go on Twitter and be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And, like, the Jon Snow thing happened, and I was like, I just want to be alone with my thoughts. Yeah. And no. Like, that, it was just, it, it was it was really emotional, and, and I hope that we see more. I hope that this is in the end for Jon Snow, and I'm sorry that I said he was unkillable. I'm sorry. Like, please, Lord of Light, take my apology. Bring it back to us. Right, right, absolutely. It's possible he's gone until season seven, but that doesn't make sense. How do they reconcile all the characters at his body for a whole season? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I know. I'm just saying that he, the specific things that he said was, I'm gonna, yeah, it's in a, there's it's these in, movies I'm looking at, yeah, I'm not going to be in season six, and then he cut his hair. Yep, yeah, the article that she's talking about is from Variety.com yes. mm-hmm. and uh, re- written by Stuart Oldham. I hope I'm saying that right. And some of the quotes here, um, uh, you know, dead is dead. Weiss told EW, there's a few others. I've been told I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm not coming back next season. So that's all I can tell you really is what Kit Harrington said. Um, there's been talk um, about George Omar saying, my readers should know, not to, should know better than take anything as gospel, he said in 2011. Um, if there's one thing we know, a song of ice and fire is that death is not necessarily permanent. Uh, as Harrington has said, I'm in a very lucky place. I can turn things down and do what I want to do. I'm looking for movies. movies. There's a couple movies I'm looking at, but I can't really talk about them yet. I might take a holiday. I might try writing. I'm trying to figure it all out. I might cut my hair. Um, I don't know how they're going to finish it, but I think I've gone out on a great season. Harrington said, I think they'll have to end it with most, with the most epic fuck all battle TV has ever seen. He says, 
Uh, there's other stuff in here. Uh, pre earlier in the interview, he said he really loved how it went down. He thought it was is really well done. Uh, Benioff and Weiss were asked uh, how he was broken the news to him, and he's like, "We did the Tony Soprano thing. We just said, look, you're done. It's gone. It's over.'" Um, and that's what they told him, which is very possible. Yeah, and it's possible. This and it's possible. Kid Harrington has not been told yet he's coming back. I agree. Do you know I, what I'm saying? I think that's possible so. too. I really do. Um, I know that shows do things like that. You know, like, I don't know, Lost is famous for not telling the actors what's going yeah. to happen. And, and the quote is, P.S., just to make it clear, as one of the commenters say, Kit says he's not coming back next season. He doesn't say to the show ever. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I know. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go down. Um, I don't, like, when you watch the scene with Beric Dondarrion dying, after the hound kills him, Tauros of Mir rushes to him and resurrects him right then. So my guess is that you can't just dig fucking people up and resurrect them. Unless you're the White Walker god. Right. Not to mention, don't they burn people at the wall? Mm -hmm. I don't know. What, what are they going to do with them? Either they take them and drag them out in the woods. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very curious to see the next scene. I think one of two things is going to happen. He gets resurrected immediately when we see him again at Winterfell, mm -hmm. which all accounts in this interview mean... It's not going to happen, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. They could be trolling us. Or we don't see him for a long fucking time. Yeah, which is possible, too. The, the show does things like that. I just, I, I want to, uh, Kit Harrington really, like, found himself doing this, I, I feel. Is that when you, would you have coffee with him? Yeah. Oh, nice. How'd that go? Did you get your full frontal finally? I wish. <laughs> um, no, but I, I really, not like the act, the actor found the, the role of, like, Jon Snow. I, I think there were times where Jon Snow was not what you wanted him to be. Like, he needed to be the he was way he up. was this season. Yeah, but I, I feel like Kit Harrington struggled playing him sometimes early yeah, on. agreed. And I feel like he really came into his own this season. And I, I, I have not said enough good things about Jon Snow, but I've said so many. And let's all drink to him, our sixth death of the episode. What a, what a sad fucking closeout Brutal. on an episode. Now I've got to wait a freaking year for the next thing. But, uh, I mean... I can't say enough about how good Jon Snow was this season. Yeah. He was great. Kit Harrington is a shit. I like Jon Snow a lot. It'd be a tragic end to the character. Um, it it leaves us in a position to where what's going to... I mean, who's at the wall? Davos. Davos has no place where to, to go. Is what's he, like, he going to do? Um, right? Well, can I take is, over? Well, I think Alistair Thorne is the de facto Lord Commander. Which is the fucked how is that handled? How do they handle executing the Lord Commander? That's that's a mutiny. Like, how are those guys dealt I, with by the rest of the realm? And I think there's a problem, too, because there's so many wildlings there. I don't think the wildlings are going to take kindly to the death of Jon Snow. I concur. And Tormund Giants Bane, who, yes, shaved his beard, but is still Tormund Giants Bane, as someone on Facebook told me. By the way, he looks like Fabio with no beard. So <laughs> he I so does. that they put a beard back on him because he is a badass when he has his beard. I hope Torn Giants Bane fucking kills all these people with a giant. That would be one. dope. Especially Ollie and Alistair. Both of them equally the same death. No right. Ollie more because he's more annoying. No both. It'll be weird to see. For sure. I don't know what's going to happen at the wall. I have no unearthly idea. But I want to, I can't wait. I hope we fucking open on the wall. I'm glad six. that Davos is around. I think that's so cool. Uh, it's cool that he was able to survive this tragic fucking Stannis bullshit. It would have been sad to see Davos go. I think he's super cool and, and, and a real interesting guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I look to see how he plays into the politics of the realm, be it at the wall 
be it with whatever else is going on, who he's going to swear fealty to, what is he going to do? I think he's so valuable and he's smart as shit and he's likable. And I think he's a good asset. You love him. Absolutely. He's great. Since day one, you've always loved Davos. Absolutely. I think he's great. Now, we will get to our final thoughts after we talk about our listener feedback. But we got some fucking listener feedback to talk about. Holy shit. You go first. I have Keith Bonneau. I will say the brutality of Arya killing Trent was definitely worth it. I kind of felt like the Stannis Winterfell assault was sloppy and not satisfying. Bran choosing to go get revenge rather than stay vigilant for Sansa is important. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Unlike the Arya storyline, the Dorne storyline's payoff was simply not satisfying. A nosebleed slash implied death for Marcella is simply not enough for the screen time that was dedicated to Dorne. Fact. Agreed. I know Jamie had to be away from the capital for other stuff to make sense, but yeah, this was the, true. the Dorn time took away from other important stories. Yes, Keith. That's good. Yes. That's good meta thinking too, Keith. He, and that's and that's something you you and I have missed for ten episodes. I just don't meta think, all right? That's yeah, not true. yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, but it's but he's right. Jamie had to be away for all this shit to go down with Cersei because he would have been he he would it would have been a, a real complicated writing project. To, for him not to be involved somehow. Valid point. So yeah, they had to get him out of the fucking picture for sure. Nice work, Keith. Meta thinking. Jesse and Michelle Pereva. Jesse here. I have watched all season patiently only have it end like this. Either this is the biggest buildup to an epic season six or it's wasted. Not usually too critical in my visual mediums, but I'm disappointed with the whole season. It seems except the White Walker battle. Stannis certainly deserved all the misery at the end of his march, but to see him finally be confronted only to have it cut away and not show it. WTF? I hope the shit, I hope the snowdrifts on the castle wall are high because jumping off is going to hurt. Arya's kill is badass and brutal, but was it worth a whole season of nothing? Then Jocko Madar goes all Chris Angle on us and blinds her. <laughs> Dorn was boring and who didn't see the poison kiss coming? I didn't. The Cersei walk of shame was too long. I agree. Or maybe I just don't care. Got a tease of a giant mountain, though. I guess Daniel realizes her dragon is still a moody teenager and walks off in surprise. She finds another damn army. Jeez. I knew John was in trouble when Sam left and Melisandre showed up. I do think she will save him with some crazy magic, probably from her vag. Whoa. Oh my God. He was the magic. last. Well, maybe the Beric Dondarrion clip will remind him. He was the last character I ever really liked in the show. And that last thing he said is very important. He goes on to thank us for mm -hmm. a good job. We can't wait for True Detective. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Um, that's a good point, and that's something a lot of people I think are saying is is that who else is likable in Westeros that we even give a fuck about? Besides, oh, that's just me. Sorry, no one. Yeah, I mean, there's likable characters, but none that are so involved in so many big things. I mean, I like Davos. No, like Jon like... Snow was the fucking hero of right. the story, and now he's dead. And then we were Leading like, oh, it's Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Okay, go ahead. If Thank ja you for that, Jesse. I have Jamie Lomas, who has seven points. He would I like don't, to make. well, real quick. I don't think I, I don't, I, um, I guess we'll save some of that for final thoughts. Cause I, I'd like to talk about how the season measures up and stuff, but go ahead. Jamie Lomas has seven points for us. Go Point Jamie. one. Was Amir did Stannis' death happen way too fast? The way his army was routed so quickly and easily, it just left a sour taste in my mouth. Like his storyline was all just a waste of time. It also made the whole Shireen thing feel so nonsensical in retrospect as well. I think that was the point, was to make the Shireen, th Shireen thing That was absolutely the point, which is what we ranted about last season, uh, last episode. Two, good for Sam. Made it out on time. I'm sure he would have been lured to the circle of death as well, perhaps with a, hey, the wildlings say they saw a piece of dragon glass wrapped in bacon just over <laughs> here. That's so fucked. <laughs> 
Jamie Lomas is and then he's like, oh. favorite commenters. Oh yeah. Three, Brienne totally pulled a Stannis here. So let me get this straight. You're willing to sacrifice a child in your care, Sansa, in order to go get some personal revenge on Stannis. You don't think maybe Sansa would light the candle and everyone was distracted by the battle? Fucking idiot. That's what I said, right? Right. Kind of, except less anger. Four, did anyone else get the feeling when Brienne was giving the whole spiel about the name of Renly House of Baratheon, blah, 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 she was going to get a sword or arrow in the back? Just get on with it, woman. Dean, you said that. I did. Five, poor Marcella. When Elaria gave her that hard, lingering kiss on the mouth with possibly poisoned lips, she's dead. When she tells Jamie, I'm glad you're my father, she's totally <laughs> fucking dead. That's so true. Game of Thrones. Six, uh, poor Cersei in a walk of shame. At least Jessica got her male full frontal wish fulfilled. And twice. I felt super bad for Cersei until she fell on all fours and looked back. Then, I think it moved. Um... About the full frontal male nudity, I really didn't want random homeless pervs. I was hoping for, like, Dario, like, maybe Loras Tyrell, but, you know, hopefully next season. Seven, it doesn't look good for Jon Snow, but I have to think Melisandre's there for a reason, isn't she? And when his quote-unquote death end his night's watch, now when she resurrects him, he'll be free to join Daenerys and Tyrion to conquer Westeros. I'm betting he gets one of the two imprisoned dragons. That's an interesting thought. It and does now that he's dead, him. his watch has ended. That's right, it has. That's a great point. Mm. Jamie Lomas, a good commenter, I must say. Yes. Well done, sir. Well done. Scott Buchanan kind of felt like a mid-season cliffhanger with all those loose, unresolved story threads. Will Theon and Sansa survive their desperate jump off the castle walls? Will Frank and Monster go on a Quentin Tarantino-style killing spree? Will the High Sparrow get an eyebrow trim and celebrity makeover? And will Jon <laughs> Snow, wonderful abs, ever be seen again? Nude funeral, anyone? Still, yes. I did let out a little squeal of delight when Varys showed up. Ooh. That was my squeal of delight. He didn't type that squeal? No. Love him. He steals every scene. Overall, enjoyed it, but it is a long time to wait to close out so many half-finished subplots. Scott, well done, sir. I agree with you. Anything like you want to say about some of that stuff? That was a great comment, and I like the voice you read it in. It made it even better. It's funny that it was a finale, and he talks about the unclosed subplots. He's right. It did feel like a mid-season finale to me and too short. John Bucket says... That's a great name. I know. Ollie, you little twat. (laughs) You must be from England. For the watch? (laughs) For the watch, you Um, self-righteous Can't wait to see these arseholes get fucked up by the White Walkers next season. Oh, yeah. And Jon Snow will return. Why else did Melisandre return to Castle Black? To resurrect him like them bandit dudes in the woods that time. She mm. reckons that J.S. is the chosen one. The Night King certainly seemed keen to make an impression on him, too. Surely he's way too involved in this whole arc to be removed from it? Question mark? Mm. I hope so. <laughs> Good point. Yes, we did say one of the things we said about the Red Woman was is that we pretty sure she saw that the Stannis angle, maybe she thought she made a mistake, but for sure she must think J.S. must be the one. Are we going to call him J.S. all the time now? J.S. Thanks like for it. that comment, Mr. Bucket. Thank you. Mr. Bucket. Bill Souza. This one was pretty disappointing to me. I feel like the creator sat down and were like, oh, we shit. We've already done nine. Okay, let's do this. Character death, giant epic battle, JK. They're like 12 soldiers. Character <laughs> death, 20 minutes of boobs. Character death, Franken Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best synopsis of the episode I have ever heard. And then he wrote, what? Didn't resolve a thing. That's why they we gave them 20 minutes of boobs. Just call them cliffhangers and call it a day. Damn those boobs. Billy boy, not happy. Christian Cortez says, for me, the most disappointing spoiler was during Cersei's naked walk of shame. There were a few shots that really showed her CGI'd floating head on the body double. I was about to say, damn lady, you got smoking bod. Then I realized she was fake and fooled me again. 
damn Lannisters can't be trusted. Can't wait to hear you guys rant on Jon Snow's finale. I know you have plenty of material to talk about. That we did, Christian Cortez. Yeah. Jesse Ellis writes, that really should have been a two-hour finale. They had way too much to accomplish in Agreed. this time they gave the episode. It felt very rushed to me, except for the walk of shame. That shit took way too long. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. As soon as I saw the previously in Game of Thrones segment before the crisis, I was thinking to myself, how the hell are they going to tie all these bits up in one episode? So, Jessica, are you happy that you finally got your full frontal oh, male nudity? for sake. I don't want pervs. <laughs> hot men. God, you guys get all these hot women, and I get homeless dudes. <laughs> Say the hot C women. word and brother fucker and whatever else they say. Yeah, they sure did. Nathan Tamulus says, I think the off-camera deaths might not stick. They don't mm. mind showing gore. Why do we see Stannis' head roll? Considering that's what everyone was screaming for after the bonfire, executing an unarmed wounded man isn't really in Brand's wheelhouse. Marcella's death, too. I feel uh, like it didn't necessarily have a sense of finality. I wonder if between her, Stannis, and Jon Snow, we don't have a Holy Grail theme going. Bring out your dead. Hey, I'm not dead yet. Stannis nice. 2016, the leader Westeros deserves. Stannis lives, deal with it, Dean. Damn. So him and I talked extensively on Facebook, um, uh, and you know we we see some things similarly, and some things we don't. And uh, I I one of the things I I'm said send him a Stannis 2016 bumper sticker and see if he puts that shit in his car. He might. If he doesn't. One of the things uh, is that I didn't I didn't necessarily. I don't necessarily agree with the premise that she's executing an unarmed, defenseless man. I think she's executing a criminal. She's, in her mind, executing somebody who killed a king, who she condemned to die, and then said, do you have any last words? To me, it felt like she was kind of playing the whole judge-jury-executioner thing in the field. Totally it wasn't like, like she's a backstabber, you know? She's just like, hey, she's here no I Jamie am. Lannister, no Here's why I'm here. What do you want to do? I can assure you she would have been happy to fight Stannis if he was available body because she would have chopped his fucking head off. If she can beat the mountain, she can beat Stannis. But, the mountain? Um, uh, sorry, the hound. I was going to say, I missed that battle. I'm pretty sure that he's like the Franken Mountain now and nobody's going to beat him ever except uh, the White Walkers. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But um, I agree with Nate when he says, how come we're not seeing these deaths? It's a great point, man. I don't know. We're not. We are sure not. We are sure I got not. another one. Louis Bigelow. So, he says, as only Big Lou can. <laughs> that was pretty dull, really, wasn't it? Only bit that didn't see coming was the poisoning, although come to think of it, sweet heart-to-heart with Daddy obviously did. Quite simply, I think they left themselves far too much to do in an episode. Interestingly, they did get back to the book on several storylines. Blindness, where the dragon flies to, walk, mountain, and the final death. On side note, no, it's not cool to hate... No, wait, on side note, now it's cool to hate him and everything, but Stan has died with dignity, and that's epic. Bran, on the other hand, Great. continues to be an utter failure, going <laughs> off to... He's just mad because she killed Stannis, obviously. <laughs> Big Lou loves Stannis just like Nate. <laughs> they're, they're his biggest campaign they contributors. They are getting the Stannis 2016 bumper stickers. They went to like a cocktail party with Stannis, and they were like, they here's a check. money to his yeah. funds and stuff. Here's 150K. You don't even need to go to the Iron Bank yeah. and Bravo Stance. We gotcha. Got any problems you need to take care of, huh? Big Lou's got your back, Stannis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I do agree, though. Stannis did die. I, Stannis' death was tragically fitting. I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, Bran, on the other hand, continues to be an order of failure, going off to kill an injured man instead of rescuing the damsel in distress. Uh, yeah, that could be argued. That could that could be ar- argued. Her uh, her I whole did talk s- about that. her whole sole purpose is the defense of people, and she hasn't been defending anyone. Uh, one expects the red lady, the lady in red, 
realized that Stannis was not actually the champion of the light. She was banking on, rather, it was John. Hence the return. Couldn't agree with you more, Big Lou. Everyone expecting her to resurrect and worries me can see Mr. Martin not doing that just to annoy people. That's probably a good point, actually. That is actually. a fear that I have. I didn't even think about it from that perspective. If Jonathan Marginson, it's not it for me. I know. Go, John. Johnny Boy. Dean, I think I heard you squeal and achieve climax from 50 miles away when it's- Brienne teed <laughs> off on Stannis. Oh, my. Yep. Thank you. And he actually wrote that in his comment, so he knew it was coming. <laughs> in all seriousness, no, though, is he dead? The show has never been coy about decapitation. See Theon chopping up Sir Roderick. I think he can still be alive. Speaking of being alive, I don't buy John's death here at all, or at least the permanence of it. I can appreciate the hard sell from Harrington in the showrunners. Right. Me too, John Martin. It's a hard fucking sell that John's right about that. You don't even know. Like, I I bought a hook, line, and sinker. But John's importance has been so heavily underscored this season through his selfless leadership, heroism, and heavy-handed references to his parentage. Also, the fact that Mel showed up at the wall right before the mutiny and that followers of Lord of Light can resurrect the dead, see Beric Dondarrion, ah. he'll be back in some capacity. I'm curious about the fates of many of the characters here, though. The show has now overtaken the books in some respects, and season seven will certainly wrap long before book seven hits shelves. I know the showrunners have the framework from G-A-G-R-R-M. Yep. Sorry, that was a tongue twister. But it'll be interesting to see how far it potentially deviates from his original version, which I agree. I think that that's very interesting that, yeah, all you book readers who laughed at me when I said Jon Snow could never be killed. Well, now we're on the same page, aren't we? Indeed. You can't laugh at me anymore until I say things and then I'm proven wrong in the show. Well, awesome comments as usual. Thank you so much, John, Thanks, for that. Guys. Very cool. And uh, this is uh, special. This is special just for John because he probably wants to hear it again because uh, we talked a little bit about this today. <laughs> There you go, John. That was just for you. Okay, final thoughts. Miranda. Season five, how does it stack up? It wasn't the best season and it wasn't the worst season. Um, Four was better. Oberyn, Tywin, Yes, yes, yes. Much better finale. Yeah, it was better. Much better season finale. Um, Yeah, yeah, I like season four better, definitely. Um, This is still definitely not the worst season, definitely not the best. Um, I think the season was so much set up. I think that that is where it you know, was not the best. Right. Um, but next season can't be much more set up. We actually, things need to happen next season. So hopefully they will. And yeah. it'll be amazing. And um, for a season where not a lot happened, like people just died and Jon Snow's dead. And I don't feel good about that. Yeah. I feel sad basically every day. It was, um. listen, I'm, I love Game of Thrones. I think it's a fucking great show. It's not perfect. Nothing is, and that's okay. A bad season of Game of Thrones is better than basically everything else on TV. I, I'm not going to say it's a bad season of Game of Thrones, but I will say that it's not my favorite. Um, I think other seasons are probably better, but um, it was cool to see some some different things. I mean, there's some shocking moments. John's death, Shireen's death. I mean, those are pretty major fucking things. White Walkers fucking fighting people. Amazing. It had some of, some of the best moments in the show ever. The White Walker moment has got to be probably one of the most incredible things the show has ever done. I can't I think of anything better at all. Um, but overall, yeah, this this episode definitely felt like it was a little kind of it was a little like disjointed at times. It felt like it could have been done a little bit differently. Part of me thinks that they could have. I don't know. I mean. I was thinking this when I was watching. I was like, they could. why did they show Stannis' death first? They could have shown Dorne first. Because here's what happens in the Dorne stuff. 
When I was watching this episode and Marcella dies, I was still hung up on Stannis. I was like, oh, she's dead too great. Damn, that Stannis shit was crazy. Like, the whole Stannis thing was so like, wow. He failed. He was executed. Brienne killed him. And Theon and, 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 and Sansa jumped. And then it's like they try to turn down the volume for Dorne. And then when Marcella died, I was like, oh, okay. But they were, I was still on. They should have shown Dorne first, I think. Yeah. And kind of ramped the whole episode up. But it's funny. It's like the, com- and I don't remember which commenter said it because it's not in front of me, but the, the commenter who said like, character death, random stuff happening, character death, naked boobs, Bill character Sousa. death. Yes. Bill Sousa is right. Like they tried to do this formula where they, they were like, hey, we're going to kill a bunch of people. Like, check it out. Like interspersed with other stuff. It, but they didn't really think about the order of it or the, or the timing. Again, the episode is too short or there's too much boob. It's one of the two. I feel like the men and people who like boobs think it's too short. Mm-hmm. And maybe some other people think there's too much boob. Yeah. And they, and if they, like if they had started with Dorn and then kind of moved over to Marine and then they do Cersei's walk of shame and they shorten it, they make Winterfell a little longer and then they end with Jon Snow. Do you know what I'm saying? Like each thing is more cr- progressively crazy. Cause yeah. the Stannis death was more shocking to me than the Marcella because I have no, I have no emotional con, con, like, Marcella, You're like, oh, I've met you three times. Marcella. Yeah, Great. I've seen you for ten seconds. I don't. I mean, I care. I feel dude. bad for Jamie. I saw what we're gonna do, but Stannis has been a fucking major character. He's like, he's got a huge, he's got a huge through line, and that was more interesting to me. And it was almost like, okay, so, especially when they you called yeah. that shit with Brienne. I know, crazy. You needed it to be more climactic than that. Yeah, so I don't know. I might have rearranged this episode a little bit differently to to exercise more dramatic tension out of it. Kind of like our podcast, how we rearrange things in order so the most dramatic stuff is at the we end. We do. We do pretty good time. at that. We are. We we have. But but final thoughts. I like Game of Thrones. I'm going to keep watching as long as it goes. I know there's only two seasons left. I think that's a good idea. I think it's smart to end the show. You don't want the show to go on forever and all crazy shit to happen. Uh, I've heard some people say they think resurrecting Snow would be dumb. Some people say it would be dumb not to i i'm to be perfectly honest with you i would be i i'm i would be more surprised if they didn't agreed than if they did i say agreed although again they're selling it hard making me nervous right um and uh i don't know i guess i guess we'll see where it goes from here i think if we go if 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 some of the things we talked about you know the song of ice and fire truly is you know john snow is the product of um liana stark and um What's his name there? Gregor Targaryen. Yes. Then he truly is. The Song of Ice and Fire is truly him. You know, he's he's oh, got that's the my dream. It's cool, right? It'd be a cool thing. But then how does Danny fit into all this? Is Danny really the one that's gonna save everything? I don't fucking know. But uh, or or will it just you know, will it be like the end of the fucking wire? You know, history just starts repeating itself. Nothing well, changes. It'll be like the end of Sopranos, it just fades to black. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? It doesn't even fade, it just cuts. Sorry. But anyway, me. yeah, that's um that's it, man. Uh, I really enjoyed covering Game of Thrones. I'm glad we got this independent feed set up to do this. I had a lot of fun. I really appreciate all the time you put into this, Jessica. And I really want to thank, thank the you. listeners for taking the time to not only download this stuff, but to share this stuff, to email into the show, to talk to us. To It's awesome to hear from you guys. That means everything. We obviously can't get to all of the comments. And when we first started podcasting, we would be like, like what a year and a half ago and we got and we got one email we were fucking so happy and now there are times where sometimes we can't even get to all of them which is fucking amazing we really appreciate that you guys are really spreading the word talking about our show 
If you like us, check out our other show, a science fiction film podcast. We do a Walking, Walking Dead, Dead show. We're going to be covering True Detective, and we hope you'll join us for that. Which That's launching so next out of week. Genre for us will be crazy. It's I'm 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 ready to fucking break genre. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to get into some more stuff like that. I want to talk about it all. I love TV and film. You guys know that. Um, my brother sent over a couple of proofs today for some artwork, which is great. So we're going to tweak some of that stuff and, and get it up. And next week, we're going to have a feed ready to go for True Detective. And uh, it'll be available on the, to get to us through the website. So there you go. Yeah, and I have to say, we all should thank Dean. Because while I sit here and sub-host, Dean like, literally does all the work and pretty much just hides out in his office 24 hours a day, editing and reading comments and going over stuff and deciding what to cover and editing the other shows that he does. And, you know... This freaking shit is hard and you guys as fans are great and Dean is a great host and it's crazy that this has gotten as big as it has gotten over this season and I think that we're very excited and we're excited for next season too so we can talk about the shit some more. That's some full frontal nudity. Look, I I really do appreciate that. It, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly time consuming, but when you're enjoying yourself, you're not, you know, you're not, it's not like I'm fucking cracking rocks, you know, but it, it certainly takes up a lot of time. Uh, we want to continue to expand. If you guys have liked what we've done here, don't be afraid to, if you can, send us a buck a month through Patreon if you want. Definitely shop through our Amazon link if you ever want it. That costs nothing. You can save that as a hotkey. So if you've liked these episodes that we've given you and some of the other shows that we've done and you've always thought about how can I help these guys out, this is certainly a way to do it. You know, like we absorb all the costs for this. Like all the feeds that we run, the website. And listen, it's a labor of love. I do it because I love it, not because... Now, yes. Not because I'm, yeah, the, 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 the dollars per hour is pretty embarrassing. We both work full-time jobs. The dollars per hour we get for this is pretty embarrassing. The hope is, is that continues to grow and change. And hopefully we continue to earn your, not only your listenership, but your comments. And maybe someday we'll earn a, a couple bucks a month from you guys. And that would be fucking great. So thank you very, very much. It was a good season. It was a great season. We will see you next week for True Detective season two, the first episode uh, science fiction film, science fiction film podcast drops every Monday. Um, and if you if you like our style here, check it out. Even if you haven't seen the movies, you might find that shit entertaining. Uh, Matthew Anderson, of course, uh, working with uh, my good friend uh, Josh, who just returned from a trip to Canada. So we're going to try to get together and bang out a few more X Files episodes before we get that up and running. And uh, yeah, we're 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 putting some work in, man. We're trying to get you guys all kinds of good shit with the uh, intent to uh, basically take over the world like the Night King. So that's our plan. So you better get on board now or we're going to kill you and then raise you from the dead and you're going to join our ranks unwillingly. Obviously. All right. You guys have a good day. Bye, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye.